This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, oh. hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Don't miss Berwick BMW's end-of-year sale event. It's on right now until Sunday. Robot Building Supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Uh, good afternoon, wherever you might be. No Andy Maher. I think he's on uh, Big Bash duty. So Cam Luke in with the great one. Andrew Gaze in the house oh. in a... Looks to be a very nice. Is that a brand new LA Galaxy T-shirt? You're no, sporting? it's not. It is not a new one. It's one that uh, it's quite old. In fact, this goes back to the David Beckham era, old school style. It is, it's but a it's, nice T-shirt. It's one of those ones that uh, when I was in LA and I I bought this not because I'm an LA Galaxy mm. fan, although I, I I don't mind the MLS, but um, I bought this because it's just the fact you know those soft. Those old school soft Well, it's held up material. well. If it's old, it's oh, held it's, up really well. It's probably six or seven years well, still, old. It's a long time for a T-shirt. It is. It's been given a fair nudge as well. Yeah. Tuck in, you know, we wear it quite regularly. Uh-huh. But, uh, but hey, it's uh, a quality it's yarn. good. And it well, looks good on me. Not, <laughs> not uh, everyone can pull this look off. But how, how you doing, mate? I haven't seen you for a little while. It has been doing? a long time. I've missed you on the uh, commentary. I haven't long. heard you. Uh, I did see you last week. <laughs> did we? At the throwdown. Of course, when I you're did. in studio, That's I right. ran. That's right. And said g'day. That's right. Well, that was the first time we actually called a game at the venue for yeah. quite some time. Mm. But uh, but no, I haven't. Um, you're not doing any of the commentary no. this uh, season, which is a setback for us all because we enjoy your uh, <laughs> enjoy your commentary. <laughs> but um, but no, and and we had some great games last night as well. The Perth Wildcats just uh, getting back on track with a nice win. Bryce Cotton, <laughs> I don't know if how many. Melburnians would actually be across uh, the intimate uh, work that Bryce Cotton does. Well, I'm not intimate. I mean, on mm. the floor, the, the incredible way it goes about it. But any doubt about him being the most significant player in the competition? If you saw the game last night against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, he was incredible. I'll ask you a question off the top, and this is a jam-packed show. Trent Cooper will join us later in it. Michael Zara for about an hour away. El Patton will join us from the Herald Sun. JJ's going to pop in as well. Mm. Scotty Sattler, of course, Rugby League World Cup this weekend. So we've got a jam-packed show. We did all thanks to Robot Building Supplies. Legitimate question for you, eh, guys? Yes. Right now, mm. if Bryce Cotton got a phone call and he had been granted citizenship... 100%. Right. Into the boomers mm-hmm. over Matisse Thibel because you can only play one. Well, that's true. As that you would well true. and truly know. So which way would you lean? Well, that's true. And uh, that would be a tough decision because Matisse Thibel brings a lot. Actually, you, we spoke about this, I think, on Wednesday with Andy. Oh. And actually, I mentioned it at the end. So I picked the team. Yeah. And then I put the little asterisk next to it. And I said, well, the only – we had 12. This is with, when Corey was in here. Mm-hmm. And I said, the asterisk is there because if Bryce Cotton is in, then I'm bringing him in. But I already had, I did already have Matisse Thibel in the team. 
And Matisse brings you that length, that athleticism, that defensive prowess, which I think we desperately need. But gee whiz, now that you mention it like that and you have to make a choice, I'm uh, I'm not so sure that. Oh. oh. It's a very, very it, tough. I, 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 it right is. Right now, I don't even know which way I'd need to lean because I want them both. So the thing that's probably hurting Thibault is he's not mm. playing for whatever reason. No, well, the last game or two, he, he has come back in the rotation. Yeah, a little bit, yes. but not to where he was, where he was a starter last year. Mm. I, I feel there's some type of hangover from the issue where he didn't go to Toronto due to the vaccination situation. Maybe. Uh, well, he, might, well maybe. what other reason is there? Well, sometimes just in the rotation. Well, and and Doc Rivers, let me tell you, he's coaching for his life. Yeah. So he is not making uh, decisions based on anything other than mm. what he feels is the best for the, the team right now because he has to. He has to because the, the, the start of the season they had was one where he was starting to get a bit of heat, uh, old Doc Rivers. So... I don't think uh, I don't think he would have been sitting Matisse out for anything other than he felt that that yep. was the, uh, the one three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. Of course, a temper text open line. It's always open. A forty weeks temper text zero four. What is it? What, what? See straight talk, away. Talk to me about it. Is oh, hang on. a far better player. You're overrating the NBL competition. Hey. No, I'm not. Firstly, what is the text number here? I've been SEN tracking for a while, so yes. I'm looking at you. Someone can put it up on the screen. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. There you Thank go. You. That's the Link. one. I, so, could, I could have told you that. I don't disagree wholeheartedly with that text message because uh, I'm not overrating the NBL. The NBL is great, but I still would have Thibault mm. in front of Bryce Cotton only because mm. Giddy, Dyson Daniels, Matthew oh, Dallavadova. I didn't have Dyson Patty Daniels Mills. in my 12. You didn't have Dyson Daniels. Well, we Daniels. had to leave someone out. In the fact, international right, game's going to suit him perfectly. Well, he's still very young. He is. He and, is. And this is for the World Cup. So he might eventually yeah. a year later make your Olympic team. But um, when it comes to – the reason why I'm, I'm a bit torn when it comes to Bryce Cotton is the fact that he's a point guard. He can he can play the one and the two. And I think he moves so well off the ball. I know that people might say, well, he might be a bit of a – at the international game with his size might be a, a challenge, but I don't see it that way. I, I think that he provides um, something different and he provides what everyone needs, whether you're in the NBA or you're in the NBL one or fourth yeah, division, yeah. you cannot ignore scoring and you cannot ignore shooting. And right now, when you think that Joe's coming off an injury and, and maybe not as potent as what he, he once was and, and how which you're going to find some some primitive scoring, and that's something Matisse Thibel definitely doesn't bring. He's getting better. He can make a wide open shot, but he's he's not in the same class when it comes to scoring. The he ball had Dante as, Exum uh, in the team, right? If Dante was there, yeah, yeah and okay. he, had, he was in my team yeah. as well. Okay. Um, so it, it's a it's it's, it's a, a tough question. I, and I was interested to know. This is mm. not where we were going to start the show, no, but not at all. It takes Just, a mind of its own on a Friday with a lot going on, of course, and you can get involved one three hundred seven three six. Seven three six. Hey, he's Twitter stuff. Hey, hey, Daisy. just, just, just before you get into that. Yeah. Just remember, because one of the showpieces of not just this show, yeah. the run home, but mm-hmm. the entire network, and extending beyond just the eleven sixteen network, mm-hmm. is the run home quiz. Okay. And uh, the run home quiz, we do it on a Wednesday and a Friday. That'll be coming up just after five. Ooh, so any chance I know you're telling audience... me this before the show started? I would have pushed it off the top. Well, I just thought it might have passed your mind. I'm astounded that you weren't aware of it right. being a Friday. Have you done the questions? I do. I have been doing the okay. questions. 
Uh, I'm still just massaging a few of them. <laughs> What's the prize? The prize, there's a whole booty of prizes, and this is why how it works. We okay. go head-to-head with uh, two contestants here today, yeah. and then there's a power question, a super question. Yeah. If they get that right, they go into the grand final week, which is Andy and I last week of the year, then we're competing for a major prize. But we've got uh, Club Mandalay... Uh, Golf. Golf. We've got the beer company, beer slab of beer. We've From, got is it the, CB uh, Goat Brewing. That's it. All right, there you Excellent. go. Excellent. A slab. I'm glad that it was the right one. 24 cans of yeah. uh, CB Coat. You, you're not a big drinker, so yes, I, I will confirm there's 24 right. cans in a slab. That is correct. And uh, you got the Signet Power Boost oh. Bank, uh, valued at $59.95. It's one of those. It's a, But you know what? It's priceless because <laughs> when you. When your phone's out of power, this sucker provides it for you. So that's the most important 24 thing. 24 hours a day. There you go. Signet and I'm glad that you've boost. raised it because we spent two hours prior to the show discussing it and not one person mentioned we've got a decent quiz at 5 o'clock. Well, me and Lincoln, who is uh, – we've also Julio because of his uh, – he come in and we had a good hour before you actually graced us with your presence and we discussed the uh, the quiz. So good. apologies that you didn't. No, I uh, don't know. Well, you're, you're the quiz master. That's mm. all that needs to be known. Hey, is Twitter now, stuffed? Twitter is oh, going. Where are we at here? Well, you came in with this bold statement when you first came into the office this morning and said, I think Twitter is cooked. I think Elon's just going a little bit too far and uh, our time on Twitter is almost done. I don't think it'll ever get to that stage because anyone that's paid $40 billion for something, it's going to take more than a couple of weeks before mm-hmm. the whole thing goes to the Scheisenhausen. But so, um, I think it uh, there is – I don't know. I'm not on Twitter that much. I, I go on there every now and again, and obviously in, in the jobs that we do, you, you've a lot of people like you to do things. But I'm not that into Twitter where I notice a huge difference. But everyone I speak to, and you're – you're representative of a lot of feedback that I've got, and for some reason they're saying it's even more stupid, more vitriolic, more outrageous than it normally is. Now, I don't know if that's the case because I'm not on it enough, but uh, your your experience has been that uh, not Look, that great. No, I think that are things of I think there's a lot of buildings that are currently temporarily closed, and these are buildings that Twitter employees around the world work in. But it did it, mm. look I, as you pointed out. If you're going to pay forty billion for something, the odds are that it will still exist. But it mm. may not exist due to the angst towards Elon Musk in the way that it has since its inception. So I just want to I just want to know. Do you think? I'll ask you this, Casey. Mm. Do you think? And I steal this. I put my hand up and I stole this from Nick Quinn. You know Quinny? Yes, I yeah, do. From Ladbrokes. We yes. did the uh, Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast of this morning, and he asked the question: Will racing be better <laughs> or worse? Without Twitter. So I want to expand that a little bit. Yes. Do you think this will hurt sport without Twitter? Well, I don't think so because there's always people will just flip over to the gram or the TikTok or the whatever the is, you know, what, what are the other yeah. things there? Then? Well, it's Facebook, but Twitter's, Facebook. Twitter's that instantaneous mm. community, in particular in live sport. 1300 736 736. 1300 736 736. Is Twitter better? Or is sports better or worse without Twitter? No, I think it when it's done the right way, it's actually good. Mm. It, it, it's another forum in which you can communicate with yes. fans and talk about what's going on. Now, of course, you're always going to get some knuckleheads mm, out there that, too many. that perhaps go over the line a bit, a little bit emotional, and perhaps they've lost a bit of hard-earned on what's going on. And, and it's certainly, I know with my time with the Sydney Kings that there were many occasions after games where there was some just horrifically disgusting tweets directed at some of our players because uh, we were told 
almost exclusively related to gambling. Like, I hope your kids get cancer. Mm. You know, some of the most foul, disgusting comments you could ever imagine because they, you know, they might have lost their some leg in their multi because someone got 12 points instead of 14. And so in that sense, no, it's not good for anyone. But when you're just talking about a contest and the excitement, there's been a few times, and again, I qualify this because I'm not on it enough to be overly objective, but there's been some times where I might have jumped on it and it, it, you get, actually get a good piece of news. Good stuff. You get, oh, have you seen Steph Curry? Go, oh, hang on, I better go and check Steph because it's like this, this alert system, a notification system that you can pop up that can be really helpful. But, um, Gee whiz, there's a lot of negative feedback coming off the temper text machine about uh, about the um, the Twitter it's, stuffed. It, it, it does was, it does seem to be in a fair bit of trouble, and I don't again Twitter I, terrible. Twitter it, was stuffed a long time ago. So, Twitter is for and uh, wits, and if you can figure out what goes before it, <laughs> don't have Twitter, never have waste of time. What are you know what are what are all the people with pointless opinions going to do if Twitter is gone? So, well, there'll be another, there'll be another one. A lot made, of feedback right? coming. So You've hit be, something here. Well, uh... well, this this is because legitimately, when there is a live sporting event on and a major, mm. Twitter is at its best. You mentioned it there. You mentioned yep. it, Steph Curry. Well, you know, if you if you if you've been in a meeting or you're you're in something and you look yeah. on Twitter and you see he's got forty six halfway oh, through the second, you've got to you got to get involved in this. Mm. It is a great source of information, and as you said, for people in our lines of work, where you know the new, it's made newspapers redundant essentially mm. Twitter because everything is digitalized and you jump on and, and right. But there is. As you also pointed out, there is a lot of scumbags mm. in the world and society around mm. different parts of the country and Austra- and, and mm. the world, but more Australia here, where they take it. And you can do it under a fake account. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the stuff that, that really sucks. So there is that 5% of Twitter that is absolutely, oh, of social media that mm. absolutely is putrid. Mm. But I think Twitter, without Twitter, sport loses a little bit of something, something, where it bands people around the world together mm. when something exciting is happening in the world of sport. Mm. Well, that's true, and uh, you know, even now, the, the it's it, you certainly hit something from uh, people uh, using the temper text machine to, to jump on and and talk about it. But and it, and it seems like it is polarizing. And again, even when you're in this talking about Twitter, uh, it's hard to alleviate the politics of it all. I agree, like it is in everything mm. right now, and. You're talking rubbish, boys. Only ones leaving Twitter are left wing, are left wing knuckleheads. No, no. <laughs> Musk will delete bots and monetize the platform better. So, Go after genu- uh, genuine hate speech like vitriol to players you are talking about. Uh, so that that may well this is this is must be pointed out that may well be the end result. It mm. seems to be taking an interesting way to be able to get there, although it is early days. Mm. And when Elon Musk took it over. I was like, if they, like, I think you should have to use a driver's license or a passport to sign up to social media, right? So you don't have anonymous trolls that mm. lead to the stuff that can take the fun out of social media, right? Burner accounts. Yeah, but burner accounts, good luck. You know, I know what Kevin Durant's going to do. <laughs> and I'm sure there are AFL players that have burner accounts as well. Mm. Uh, Tom Brown, of course, from Channel 7 does. But, mm. like, essentially, if there's a way that he can get to it, Twitter will be better, right? I'm just not certain mm. from early days, the suggestions are that they going down that path. Mm. 
No, that's uh, that is true, and uh, and and but where would sporting organ like you talk to broading and the network that we're on and media these days uh, and mainstream media, Twitter is an integral part of what they're doing. So it's it's a big issue for sport if it gets to the point where it deteriorates that much, where people jump off the platform. Mm then it becomes an issue. Yeah, but I think uh, we're obviously specifically talking sport, but I think that major organisations, be it sport or otherwise, around the world announce a lot of their stuff Through via Twitter. Twitter. And, and here's the thing. How many relationships, how many teams have been um, gone into a dark place because of Twitter? And by that, I'm saying your teammates tweeted out something that's been a little bit sensitive. Look at the whole Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid situation. Mm. Uh, there's there's numerous occasions when players will jump on social media and say things that, well, you know, in your own head you're thinking, well, this is not too bad. I'll just let this this fly and create a bit of feedback, bit of talk, bit of a buzz, and then it's how people interpret what you're saying a lot of the time, and it and can cause and has caused significant issues. It can, but then in that case, you sit mm. down with said person that might have been offended and you try and sort it out, which I don't think well, a lot of the in time that the particular damage is case. Done. Well, that's the thing, right? You've mm. got to be smart about the way you use it, in mm. particular a professional athlete, and it's going to shatter a team or a franchise after you've mm. been tanking for five years. All right, <laughs> we are fired up. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. Uh, Gazy all over the 40 Winks temper text. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious uh, about just sleep. Just on that, and, and you've questioned, well, is Twitter cooked? Now, I don't know if this is true, but Jason has just uh, mm-hmm. come through on the temper text machine. Elon Musk just 10 minutes ago. Twitter has just hit an all-time high usage rate. Really? Well, that's what Jason's We're back. suggesting. We're back. Oh. I, I don't, all I know is that all day people have been saying, maybe tongue-in-cheek, if this is the end, goodbye, follow me on this, that, and the other thing. That's the only way. I ain't shutting my Twitter account down. If it dies, I'm going down like the Titanic. But as it stands right now, you're still on it, right? Are you on it? Of course I'm on it. Yeah. No, I'm on it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't... Yeah. I, don't, I don't, wouldn't say I'm across all the detail because... Okay. But, yeah, I'm on it. There you go. Andrew Gay's 10 if you want to just um, <laughs> drop him. Actually, I don't tweet that much. You won't Trade hear much from me. Face cutters. Australian made, built to last. Plenty more next. Andrew Gay's Cam Luke, Friday afternoon. You can get involved. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Thanks to Lawn Hub. Real Lawn Fanatics use Lawn Hub mm. fertilizer. And just for those who uh, are sending a message off the temper text machine, which is greatly appreciated, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not real good with the... Um, what are they called? The acronyms? The the mm. when if you you really need to say it because I'm here sitting here and seeing some things. Oh, I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> Just maybe a little chop out along the way. I know it's a few extra buttons you got to push, but if you want me to sort of comprehend what you're saying, the uh, the LOL I sort of know. Yeah. What is LOL? Laugh out loud. That's something. it. Yep. Could yeah. also mean lots of love. Lots of love. Mm. Don't want to confuse you, but it is the what basic it is. ones. But there's some here I've got no idea. <laughs> Anyway, it's trading hours for Ace Gutters, Australian made, built to last. They're around mm. 15 minutes away. Trent Cooper will join us. Let's get the PJ from Kangaroo Ground. He wants to chat about Twitter and Elon Musk. Hello, PJ. Hello, boys. How are you going? Good, thanks, Peach. Um, firstly, Gacy, how grouse is it yep. to have no one talking over the top of you all the time, man? <laughs> oh, no. Can, <laughs> hey, can hey. give me a nudge? I'm just warming up. Yeah, that's right. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. And right. he's, yep. Now let's get on the business. Elon Musk is a fine specimen of a human being, boys. Is Trust it? me when I tell you that. Mm-hmm. He's taken over Twitter 
because he got sick of all the crap that was coming off that and all the good stuff, the stuff that we actually rely on and learn from mm-hmm. was being blocked. Now we've got a Twitter that you'll be able to talk about, you know, things like, for instance, what is the vaccine? Right. You'll be able to talk about that and talk about the real things that are happening out there. And we all know about it, boys, right? We've all woken up a little bit more than what we were a couple of years ago. Yeah. So we're going to be able to talk about these things and get some, some real, like, learning out of it. Like, Well, I think that's one of the things with social media. It, it can, because we see the bias in our newspapers and the television, and I guess it gives more platforms to people to express their opinion. Yep. but. I didn't notice too much about the um, – I saw a lot of conversation about vaccines, mm. both some of it, you know, both sides of the argument and all that. I, 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 was that restricted, was it? Oh, maybe there would have been stuff that we missed out on because of other stuff that was on Twitter. Mm. I just think and, – and what Elon Musk has, has tried to lay out, and if it works in the long term, then Twitter's better for it. But mm. it has been a rocky start and, you know – Sluggish, but well, we'll see how it plays not out. Not according to Elon. There you go. That's Most, all that matters. What are the interactions ever in the history ever in the last day? To trade you out for Ace Gutter, Australian made <laughs> built to last. Trent Cooper's not far away. Michael Zaraf is going to join us. Our man JJ will pop in. Joel as Selwood well. coming on. We're going to try and get him. We'll talk about Joel Selwood new on job. the other side of the news. Got a new job, a little part time, just to ease into life after footy. That. <laughs> After the news. Storm? At SEN. Melbourne Storm. Nice. Right around the SEN networks, it is driving home. You, hopefully, Andrew Gaze and Cam Luke. What's the show called? The Run Home. I just got blasted because I didn't mention the quiz off the top of the show that no one told me about. No, no, no blasting. Just a little little reminder. Just a little reminder because I know that our audience is just locked in when it comes to the quiz. Okay. Do you butcher it or how do you go? Well, the feedback hasn't been glowing, (laughs) but, but certainly from my own confidence standpoint yeah. and just you know you just get a feel for things mm-hmm. i'm not sure that the, the feedback that comes off the temper text machine is reflective okay. of the masses out there i think there's a lot of love for the quiz all right well it's about 90 minutes off uh, john's from richmond one three hundred seven three six seven three six to uh, join the lawn hub open line how are you john uh hi guys how you doing yeah you're just talking about twitter there earlier but yeah. uh, you were saying it'll keep continuing on but you have to look at other um social media platforms that have, you know, gone away a long, a long time, like Vivo, um, there was uh, MySpace, which was the rival MySpace. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, they're not around anymore. And you'd even look at, like, a search engine, like... Oh, we lose him? Or... No, he's gone. Anyway, that wasn't our call, oh, What happened then? Not we just call? lost him. John, give us a buzz back. Yeah. Uh, you're starting to warm up. The John's uh, calls in regularly. He's usually got a bit of... Common sense about what he yeah. says. So I'll be here, interested to hear what uh, John had to say about the uh, social media platforms. Did you MySpace, a, did, there you go. Did you have a MySpace I account? Did. You I did. You did not. I did. Really? But I never used it. You, it was you, one of those ones I just did it because I thought everyone's doing this MySpace. I couldn't figure it out. MySpace was pre-Facebook, wasn't it? Absolutely it was. So it was that sort of, yeah, I, I remember getting it, but I, I don't think, I didn't use it. But did I remember it, checking it out. Are MySpace pages still active? I wouldn't have thought so. They're not, A-Rod? What's so, no. Okay, so we can't go back and find your... No, I wouldn't have put... Your welcome song. I wouldn't have put anything on there. I'm not even big. I don't uh, use Facebook, really. I know I've got an account. You put something up last week, I think. Now, what happens is on the when I use the gram... Okay. So if I use the gram, it's mm-hmm. got that option to put it on uh, there. It goes on both. And it bang, it just goes up automatically. But I haven't been on Facebook for a long, long time. 
Hey, uh, just quickly, a little sports update. We're talking Joel Selwood here. Why buy new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. And you alluded to it right before the news. And Joel Selwood, of course, no better way to go out from an outstanding Hall of Fame football career than with a premiership. And he is joining the Melbourne Storm. The Herald Sun first reported about an hour ago now. He's going to join the Storm in a part-time role as a leadership coach. Of course, I would assume there was about 25 different organisations, sporting and mm. otherwise around the nation, trying to get his services, but he has chosen the Melbourne Storm. So part-time leadership role for Joel Selwood at the Storm, which is probably not dissimilar to one that another former premiership captain has been yeah, before. Yeah, oh, was Nick Maxwell. I think that he uh, did went through that uh, process as well. And I think it's a good two-way thing because, one, clearly Joel Selwood, is, with what he's been able to do, uh, has been outstanding. And for him to bring that knowledge and that IP to the Storm would be uh, would be welcome, but also the Storm itself. What an organisation they've been able to build up over the years. So it would be a tremendous learning experience for him as well to get involved in uh, another area. If he has aspirations of going on and, and uh, getting involved in coaching, to me, this would be a, a really helpful part of his transition. I think this is really indicative of how good the Melbourne Storm are. Now, they've been great, obviously, on and off the pitch for a long time, as we know. But the very fact is that as we sit here Today, the fact that they have been able to beat, as I said, a lot of different organisations who wanted this man mm-hmm. and he chose the Melbourne Storm gives us a real indicator as how well they go, not just from what we see in the 80 minutes, week in, week out, but also off in the headquarters and in the stand and in the offices of Melbourne Storm. So yeah, absolutely. they'll be congratulated and I, there's no doubt that he rolls on in. He's going to get automatic respect. Did you ever do anything similar to this? Because you obviously no. have a leadership role. No. I, Were you asked? I've uh, I've done a lot of presentations mm-hmm. for teams over the years and uh, haven't always got the outcome you're looking for. What do you mean? Well, I remember once, and this is where my confidence got shattered a oh, little no. bit because it was um, um, the rugby, Australian rugby team. They mm-hmm. came into town and they'd never been beaten on Australian soil and they were up against, I think they were about to play against... England. Is this in your playing days or post? No, this is post, but it's a long time ago. It's yes. a while ago. Yeah. And uh, I remember they, they asked me to come in and just, it was two days before the game. And, and, and for it, they gave me these cracking seats. They were really good seats to go watch it at, um, at Marvel. I don't know what it was called back then, but it was called, uh, but it was at Marvel. So I gave them a little speech and seemed to go down really well and knocked me down with a feather. First time in, I think, their history. Oh. They uh, got rolled by England on did, in Australia. Did did you hang around for the end of the game, or did you? <laughs> no, I didn't go back to the there. locker room, and, <laughs> and uh, but no, clearly it's just a coincidence. Of oh, course, is it? But, uh, but yeah, so I. But no, all of them. I, a lot, a lot of the uh, different teams and uh, over the years have asked to come in and just have a chat. Popped it's a bit in, of fun. I love it. Good well, fun. There you go. Bugger well, if I know why they want to listen to me. Well, but well, five mm. Olympics might give you a slight oh, little yeah. idea of it, but I'm sure the Wallabies aren't going to ask you back. And 20 years later, they still have it. Joel <laughs> Selwood, there you go, ends up with the Melbourne Storm part-time leadership role. And no doubt, considering everything else he has done in the last 15 years has turned to gold, you assume this is going to be successful for both Joel and mm. Melbourne Storm. We have reached out to Joel, but we uh, haven't quite heard back yet. So mm. hopefully... Charlie's just broken. We go from there. Has mm. just broken. Uh, why buy now? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. A very quick break. AFLW, Fremantle have always been under Trent Cooper. Four finals in five years, but now no longer the Dockers head coach. He'll join us on the other side of this.
to tell us what his next move is. Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke filling in for Andy Marr. We do it all thanks for Robot Building mm. Supplies. Robot's got it. And Berwick BMW end of year sale event on now. Trent Cooper not far away, but mm. you've got some breaking news. I do. I do. And uh, this is in relation to the AFLW Grand Final. There's been some uncertainty based on the availability of venues in mm. Brisbane. But it can be confirmed. Well, I've got this scoop. I don't know if it's been announced yet. But um, the AFL has please confirmed the availability of the following venues for the 2022 NAB AFLW Grand Final. Now, if, if the Brisbane Lions win, they will secure a home grand final to be played at Brighton Homes Arena, Springfield Central Stadium. It's in its place. That mm. is the new venue, untested, untried, uh, I believe never been played on before. Mm. The The original fear was that it wouldn't be ready, but not because the facilities weren't done. The facilities were fine. It was just that the actual ground, whether it had bedded in or so, I don't know what the terminology they use. So if they, they are going to play there, I think it has a capacity of about 9,500, so it's a brand spanker. So that's where Brisbane are going to play. However, if Melbourne win and the Brisbane Lions lose, they will secure a home grand final to be played at Marvel Stadium at the Docklands. And the other combination is if the Adelaide Crows win and North Melbourne defeat Melbourne, they will secure a home grand final at Hisense Stadium, which is the Richmond Oval in yes. South Australia. And the grand final will be held on Sunday, November Sunday, November 27 at 2.40 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Figure it out if you're somewhere else about what adjustments you need to make around that. All right. So there it is. That's been a, a, a bit of a pimple on the AFL and the AFLW over the last month or so. I have some sympathy for them because of the way in which this uh, season was constructed, the late announcement mm-hmm. of when the fixturing was going to come out and how the season was going to be uh, played. I can appreciate and, and at that stage, when you're putting together a fixture, when was it? In July? June, July? Uh, these other sports, other when you've got these major entertainment venues that Brisbane are now facing, they've, they've, they're locked in. Uh, so it's it's one that there's been a lot of criticism levelled against them for, for perhaps not treating it as they should. And, and maybe in hindsight that they could have thought, well, Brisbane are pretty tough. They, they're, they're likely to be there. Maybe we could have yeah, you can never look at juggled it that way, the though, season yeah. around a little bit. But they, they don't have the right just to go in and kick people out of book no, those venues for a long period of time and have dates. So uh, it's... Um, it's, it seems like they're, they're prepared to take the risk of using this brand new facility. It will be interesting what happens long term. There's been a, a great deal of spoken about around the timing of the AFLW season. And, and right now it feels like it's going to be here to stay around this time of the year. But it is a fairly busy time. Later mm. in the year, Big Bash, cricket, entertainment, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And the AFLW have it differently to the AFL where they have the team that finishes on top of the highest ranked team in the grand final i.e. right now, Brisbane, so if they were to make it. They, so it's very hard. Correct. So we could go and have this mm. situation year in, year out. I, I believe that Melbourne will always have Marvel Stadium as the home, regardless mm. of the team that is in it. 
They will play it at Marvel Stadium, and the AFL can say, look, there's the grand final. We're locked in. So Melbourne, Well, they have Marvel control Stadium, over the venue. They have control mm. over the venue. But I do like, and I'll ask you, Gazy, if you like it, I like the fact mm. that the highest-ranked team in the granny gets to host it, even mm. if it does lead to these complications. No, I, I love it. I think it's a, a reward for what they're doing. Now, of course, we see the tradition in, whether it's in the United States with the Super Bowl or here with the AFL, how it's predetermined now in the states it moves around here it does well it has because of the pandemic and other unforeseen circumstances and there could be an argument to say in the future a long long time in the future because i think they've got about a 40-year agreement with the mcg but but uh i think the tradition is such that it's it's accepted by all the clubs that that's where the grand final is going to be and 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 should be by and large but i think for the women it's fantastic and it gives you the best chance of drawing the most audience if you play this game in a neutral venue, there'd be a decent amount of interest, but not to the same level when you get the home fans involved. It would be a ripping contest, right? But say, for example, Brisbane, you know, this particular year played Adelaide mm. in a final at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Right? And and when you have a bigger stadium nah. and there's not many people in there and there wouldn't mm. be as huge crowd for obvious reasons, yep. we have this situation. At any time there's... You know, when, when you see, even in the AFL, mm. now, of course, we, we still get into the 90s towards the 100,000s, but mm. you have a lower need and demand for tickets. Mm. You know, those those mid-noughties where, you know, there was non-Victorian teams playing, mm. it was easier to get a grand final ticket and, and the supply and demand was much different to when, you know, Collingwood or Richmond mm. or Geelong or a team in our backyard here in Melbourne playing it. So... Well, the other... I think uh, the other argument as well... I, I like the way it is. Well, the other thing is is... Do we have the exact right slot for the AFLW? Is this the right timing of it all? I think it's way better than what they had previously where they're playing when it's 100 degrees and it's just it was just unfair with the conditions that some of the girls that they had to play with when it was smack bang in the middle of summer. So I think that. But if you think big picture, and this is not perhaps even in the, the near future, but big picture, do you ever see a day where it sits side by side, the AFL? And the and it's these clubs are playing um, either post or before the the men uh, and just run it side by side the, the whole way through. Now, like I said, I think we all understand that that's we're, we're a ways away from that and playing uh, that type of length of season. But ultimately, is that the goal? Well, I don't think it is the goal mm. because the AFL want to be a twelve month a year business and they've done a really good job of it. When it comes to the draft, and ads extended out, so that gives you another month. Mm. They do dominate the back pages in, you know, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Perth, majority of the year. Obviously, rugby league in the other parts of the country. But the the thing is, they want they wanted to, to fill that hole that essentially runs at this time of year, right? Mm. Now it, it's a much better spot because you you would prefer to have the start of the season AFLW kind of been somewhat mixed in with the AFL finals where there's a lot of focus on the finals, but you want the absolute maximum exposure in the AFLW mm. finals and grand final, of which they weren't getting in the old slot as well because it was round four or five of the mm. AFL and everyone's feeling their way through it. Perfect world. We do see more double headers, mm. right? I There was a final. I think it was Melbourne Geelong. I think it was the first final and Melbourne, North Melbourne played at Beautiful. the MCG prior to it. Mm. And it was a good game. We're going to see these two teams go against uh, mm. this weekend as well. I, I think maybe 30 years down the track, Gazy, you, you might be onto something, but 
I think it's a little far away, and I mm. like them having their clear air currently. No, it's true, and they have got to get a clear space. But then you, I think you're always going to run into these problems because you've got cricket and you've got other these venues. If if you think of the growth of the, the AFLW and the requirement for bigger venues, then the reality of it is that there are other sports that are that you're competing with for the access to them, which we've clearly seen have been a big problem up in uh, Queensland. It's the run home for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it. Mr. Kyber. I believe so. No Trent Cooper yet. We'll keep trying. Geez, you think Link and his Fremantle uh, connections, he might have been able to just do a... Work it out. Berry BMW as well. End of year sale event. It's on now. Very quick I break. think we might have some uh, IT issues. Might oh, be okay. more to the point. All right. So it's, we, you don't be throwing oh, mud no. at our man, Clint, no, Trent. I, I would never. I'm throwing mud at Link. Yeah. A-Rod has probably <laughs> got to put his hand up every now and again. Yeah, well, it'll be the first oh, thing, no, he first said time no. for everything. Uh, quick break. Uh, don't, say, don't try and get on the uh, Lawn Hub open line currently. No. Okay, cool. Quick break and we'll be back no with plenty more next. No point calling in because uh, we, we can't take a call at the moment. Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke. Something's just dawned on me. We're here. Of course, tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australian made built yes. to last. We need to fix this phone situation because the quiz, which is only 65 minutes away, is the crowning jewel in the SEN network. That's right. So unless we're going to expect... Can we do it off the temper text machine? Well, I don't that's know. still working. But Firstly, you're the quiz is... master. I don't know whether I can pull that off because it's it's it's, it's open up. to uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cheats. You know, could we could we have you know are we going to do a, a live quiz where people have to come come to the, to the studio and you go out the front and they just all the SEN family just hovering around and you oh, just no. go that way. Mm. No, I don't think we can do that either. I think yeah. we just got to pray to the uh, telephone gods that uh, hopefully this can be fixed. And fixed pronto. Otherwise, it's just you and me having a chat for the next two David Gowers. So we have got the 40 Winks temper text. Actually, that's another one. David Gowers. Everyone says, no, whenever I say that, no, no, David Gowers is what you do when you get in the, have a shower. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I would have mm. probably looked at it. Yeah, but oh, I'm not so sure because, you, you know, oh, yeah, fair enough. Mm. I got a lot of people, if they could call in or text us I, I, I jump a, on that well but. i got a question for you on mm. the other side of the news and i'm very interested to see where questions. you sit mm. yeah i know you 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 have been very prepared oh, very loaded up is that, is that how you rolled your career you were there early before training mm. and you, you like to leave a lot in. i'll leave a lot on the table too on most days because we just get caught up in mm. other things but fair uh, enough but no there's a lot to talk about and the world cup this is what i want to raise really getting are you starting to get the arousal level's really well, starting to peak just yet. Let's do that on the other side of the news. The temper text, 40 Winks temper text, 0499 Is that the number here? No. Mm. Can you leave the number up, please? I've got the SEN track number in my mind, so I do mm. apologise to uh, the SEN family. We'll yeah. put it back up. 0433981116. That is the number. SEN t- track SMS, is a different one. Which yes. we can get. Yes. So are you getting excited? Because I want you to give us your thoughts on the other side of the news. Mm. Because we're, we're, it's here. What is here? Qatar's about to fire off. There's been a great deal of conversation Mm. for a number of years around the location. Yes. Well, forget all that because you know what happens? It's happening. What is? And the Socceroos are going. So, off the 40 winks, temper text, 0433 98 11 16. Are you excited Mm. for it? And I want your thoughts after the news where you sit with it. And just a little concern, too, that apparently there's a bit of friction between one of the all time great, if not the greatest Socceroo, and Tim Kale. Because he's one of the ambassadors for Qatar and this whole World Cup, and some of the players will hang on. Maybe that's not the right thing to do. So 
Hopefully that's not going to cause us any friction because we don't want that. Your excitement and in the words of Gazy, your arousal levels on the World Cup after the news. Yeah, driving you home wherever you might be, right around the SN networks via the SN app. Good afternoon, Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke filling in for Andy Ma. We do it all thanks to Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it. And for Berwick BMW, end of year sale event. It's on now. We do not have phones. So the odd lawn hub open line is a little, well, it's dead right now. And it makes me concerned about the quiz. There's people feverishly yes. working around us as we speak. Yep. So hopefully uh, the phones will come back on shortly well, because we've got some cracking guests. Trent Cooper has been on hold for yep. a good 45 minutes. <laughs> and uh, as I'd love to hear how, and I just don't understand this, how a, a, a coach because you're judged by your performance, mm-hmm. and you go through, and you what I think is there five seasons was it five? He did, I, earlier, I actually thought that he was their only coach. Michelle Co- Cowan obviously did the first couple of years as well, right. so my apologies for that. But yeah, five years for Trent Cooper. Five, and and then on four of them, uh, one of the seasons he was undefeated. Uh, I think. And, I think they would have won that pandemic season. And then in the season where they don't make it, which is this previous mm-hmm. one, when you look at the injuries that he had to some some very very key players, it's um it's. You just the the thing about that is when you have such a, a, a shocking for for some based on the overall record, what you start to do you start to hypothesise and that can, that's not great that's not great for Trent either because you start to think oh there must have been something underwater how, how could this possibly be going on now by report says not, there there was a review done allegedly there was a few of the uh, some of the players that perhaps thought that uh, that may have raised some concerns, but gee whiz, it's, uh, it was a, a real sh- shock to me based on what you'd normally think, how uh, a period of, of, of coach is going to be assessed. And unfortunately for him, he's uh, been the victim of it. They, they actually played a game against Collingwood that they didn't have enough players. Essentially, they had to get a couple of girls <laughs> over yes. the fence almost. Yes. A little bit dramatic there, but pretty no, much they right. gave first games mm. to these kids who were on the cusp, but obviously quite talented youngsters, but mm. hadn't quite earned their AFLW crack yet. And all of mm. a sudden, they were out there playing Collingwood, who were a finals team. So in that mm. situation, it's, it is very tough. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't quite worked out for Trent Cooper, and hopefully, we yeah. can get to have a quick chat to him very shortly. Now, now, now we spoke before the break. Is yes. that where you're going? I am going to the World Cup. Yes, the World Cup, because it's upon us. Mm-hmm. There's all the the issues that we've had to address, and obviously, a lot of political issues over the last uh, short. Or in fact, the entire time since the when was it 2010 that got awarded? Yep. The entire time, and check this out. I was astounded when. You look at the numbers. It is a small country, and this is where you learn a lot about uh, at different parts of the world when they get to host these major sporting events. But Qatar, they have spent $9.7 billion on venues. So they've got seven brand new venues and one they've completely renovated. So there's $9.7 billion on uh, venues, and they've spent another, cop this, $53.5 billion on uh, the metro system that service these venues. So this is a major, major infrastructure problem. Now, we know that the associated problems in, in developing it, and they are horrific, and it's a blight on the nation with what they've had to go through in order to build these facilities. But that is an incredible amount of investment for a relatively small country with a relatively small population. What so, is the population of Qatar? Well, well, yeah, I knew you Well, you, you told me pre-show and it's stunned no, me. So, no, well, well, I think we're now it's not... Have we risen, have we? 
Yeah, well, it we. is. I'm, I'm thinking it's about. So I think I heard it was about. Uh, so it was three million. It was one point two million. You told me when they were awarded the World Cup. Something like that. There's something okay. now. It's close. It's almost go. three million. Two point nine nine million. As of Thursday, November seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. Oh. Well, can't get any accurate and more accurate than that. Now that's to the got minute. Now seven in this, and the geography of the country is not big when you look at it on the map. They have got seven world-class facilities for a population of just under three million. All right. So this is the question. Firstly, seven new ones, I should say. Now and a revamped one. Now, quickly, 40 Wings temper text is the only way you can talk to us this afternoon. The phone's currently down. We're working. Mm. Well, we're not. Gazy and I aren't, but everyone else is to get them up. So mm. are you excited about it, right? So that's that's, a, that's for the SEN family. Are you pumped? Of course, uh, Wednesday, 6 a.m., the Socceroos take on mm. France. Then they obviously, a couple of days later, they got uh, their second game, and then they finish mm. with, uh, I think it's Denmark. I think I may have the order wrong, but uh, I think that's where it's it France sits. first up. France first up, certainly, right? Mm. So, Tunisia. Yeah, Tunisia that's and, the then one. Denmark. and then Denmark. Have got the right yes. order? Yeah, there you go. Mm. 0433981116. Are you now amped? Are you getting excited? That's the tournament is here. Off the text. Mm. Right. Well, he, back, back mm. to your question. Uh, then the question I want to ask you. Yes. And because this is polarizing and it's. It's one where I have a view, but I'm I'm, I, I'm not 100% sure whether it's the right view. And that is that there's been a lot of, since it was announced back in 2010, the hype, as most world events, they get all these um, ambassadors mm-hmm. along the way. And they've gone to the absolute royalty. And the biggest one, of course, is David Beckham, who's been paid across the uh, 11 or 12 years since... He started as an ambassador, something in the order of $240 million in order to be the ambassador. But you've got David Beckham. Uh, you've got the Spanish legend, uh, 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 Xavi. Go on. Is that right? Yes. Just the pronunciation. Mate, you spent 90 minutes pre-show Xavi? with A-Rod. Did it I, is. I oh, know. That's Xavi. why I wanted to get it right. It is, Xavi. And you've done it well. And you and uh, a few... There's uh, Cafu is is the other one, the Brazilian icon. Mm-hmm. And so they've got these high-profile former players, including to our very own Tim Carr. Mm-hmm. Now, David Beckman is the one that's copped the most heat, and particularly most recently because he's an advocate for a whole bunch of things that flies in the face of the way in which the rules are in Qatar, particularly around gay marriage, gay relationships, any sort of homosexual relationship. Those are the primary ones that I think yep. most recently he's been hit up, along with others, but they are the, the primary ones. Is it is it a, a right for other football players to then be critical of these players for being ambassador for the games? I, I think that everyone's got their own right to voice whatever opinion they want based on their own thoughts. Right, and mm. so David Beckham in that. now David Beckham. You mentioned a couple of those names. Tim Cahill's one of them. David Beckham, because he's by far the highest profile, as great as the others are, mm. has kind of shielded a lot of the other people away from major criticism because mm. David Beckham's the one that smacks gets it smacked on the chin when it comes to the traditional. It's been a decade now, right? Mm. Uh, I, I'm all for people voicing their opinion in the face of. Oh, and David Beckham's got every right to go back and say, well. I want, I'm about I, football. I'm, a, I'm about football and I'm about cash. I'm about now, trying to implement change. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even saying that that's right. Mm. That's, I'm just putting myself in, say, David Beckham's shoes mm. right now. Now, uh, it, it's very hard to have too much of a comment on it until you've been offered 
as much money as David Beckham has for a decade to be in saying whether I would do it or not. I mm. would probably think from where I sit that I wouldn't want to be an ambassador in that situation. But I, I'm all for the opinions of some who have... Uh, Craig Foster's been fairly uh, vocal. as I think it's Craig Foster's been fairly vocal. Uh, against Tim, our very own Tim Cahill, Tim Cahill as well. Cahill. And that probably put it on the map a little bit more mm. uh, in the last couple of weeks, although it's sort of been bubbling around, I think, maybe 2020, early 2021 is when Tim Cahill was announced as an ambassador and, and, and joined this. It's, it's, it's promoted a hell of a lot of conversation since they got awarded it 12 years ago, Gazy, and this is, just continues it mm. right until the opening kick... And we'll probably continue on during the tournament. What well, is and uh, but you know what? How everyone forgets about it. Well, they don't forget about it, but how they park it for just a minute yep. is when you actually see the games, you see the players, and but from an Australian standpoint, what about us? What imagine us uh, doing something special in this opening game? Now, clearly off the temper text machine. One thing I will say is that the overwhelming majority of our listeners yes. are super pumped. 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 Obviously, there's a few that couldn't care less about soccer, but the overwhelming majority of super pumped about uh, watching the World Cup. And I say that it, it will – that'll be just a blip on the radar compared mm. to what would happen if all of a sudden Australia were able to do something special. Now, Get through to the I, next round and look out – I think we all jump on board. I, I think I, I agree with you 100% because in this situation, Drewy, this mm-hmm. tournament is happening. And as you alluded to, there are a million things in Qatar that are disgusting and the way that they go around certain that's things. Wrong. Yeah. Th- but that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Right now with sports fans, the tournament is actually happening. So we can choose to boycott and not watch the Socceroos game. And in, in the eyes of many, if you're a world game fan, you're... The, the biggest tournament, maybe in sport in the world, or if you're just a parochial Aussie, like you and I are, Drewy. Yes. Like we, we, we've got to support our team that is over there. Even we've got to try and just focus on what we focus on the best, which is great sporting events. And mm. that's where I think a lot of people will be for the next two weeks, or a little no longer doubt. than that. No Hopefully doubt. longer than that for the Socceroos. And all the stories uh, start to pop up, and we look at the first game we play, and I think we've got... Uh, a little over a hundred million dollars per annum less of him uh, when it comes yeah. to they salaries. Have, they have traditionally have played really well at World Cups without, of course, we go back to that famous first World Cup in two thousand and six, where they went deep into that tournament and had their chances against a ten man Italy team for the last fifteen minutes, and then of course the penalty and the whole nation was were banded together in anger, mm. in anger towards the decision. But they have played fairly well. They played Brazil. In two thousand and was that two thousand and ten, mm. and it was a it was a one nil game. I think Brazil scored pretty much on the death to to put that away. But they have traditionally played relatively well mm. against the powerhouse nations, well, Drewy, yes. Yes. which gives me a little bit of excitement leading into what's mm. going to be an early start. Wednesday. No, I think we all go in, and as much as uh, the feedback we get that I'm getting off the temper text machine <laughs> is that we've got very little chance. I think there is that chance, though. Well, there is a chance in the nature of the game that. Mm. You can go out there and do something special. Now I know it's probably unlikely, but you do have a chance. And I think that one of the things that whenever we talk about uh, NBA, you get caught up in the, the salaries and the, what the players make. Well, when you get drill into the detail, and I know he's a superstar in Mbappe. Is that uh, he is? You're nailing it. Incredible champion. 
But uh, do you know what he? Do you know what his salary? What he signed for with the uh, French champions? Six hundred and thirty million euros, close to a billion dollars over the next three years. Now, now that gays like numbers. Oh, I get, I get just completely gobsmacked when <laughs> it comes dizzy. to the end. Are you okay? I'm, I'm thinking, am I reading this right? <laughs> Mbappe's eye-watering new contract with French champions is worth six hundred and thirty million euros, close to a billion dollars in Australian dollars over the next three years alone and instantly makes the 23-year-old one of the highest-paid athletes on the planet. Who's getting more than that? $630 million over three years. 210 <laughs> Give me a spell. P. Cripps. No, I don't even think P. Cripps. Is that right? Am You're I... the one reading the article, mate. Well, I'm just starting to... I'm re... Is it... Are people aware... That he is getting six hundred signed a six hundred and thirty million. Has this has this changed your view on the soccer is still being well, a small PSG chance? Is the, is that the I think yes. I'm always checking it. A right, yes. he plays for PSG. Mm. Uh, how do you afford for one dude? It's a Jordan brand, right? Two hundred. A Jordan, their mate, one of their major sponsors. Yeah, million. Some big cash getting around. So you're getting three over about three hundred thirty mm. million Australian dollars a year. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Mate, that is you've unbelievable. You've gone, and I legitimately, you've gone grey, and I don't mean your hair. You are mm. stunned by the numbers coming off that screen. I, I am. I, I will say this for the P, and you're right, the French will be overwhelming red hot dollar eight favourites, all right? Mm. Always gamble responsibly. But this is what the World Cup does. This is why it dragged you in, because as sports fans, you always have that glimmer of hope. And the very fact that they walk out onto the pitch Wednesday morning. As unbelievable underdogs, mm. the fact that we cling to hope and it will be biased or parochial and the odds are stacked in the Socceroos or against them, obviously. But this is why the World Cup and these major tournaments, Drewy, mm. are as amazing as they are because it oh. gives hope to fans right around the world that mm. miracles can happen. And hopefully it does come Wednesday morning and these Socceroos who were in a dogfight to get to this tournament, mm. if we re- recall that incredible penalty shootout a couple of months ago, mm. are now there again and they're going to have another crack at it. <laughs> well, it's going to. I've never seen you like this. No, well, it's. Uh, the it's, numbers stun you. It is it, uh, absolutely stunning. But. Love I won 250,000, honey. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> love, love that you were talking about the World Cup, but please. Get an expert on. That's uh, off the temper now, text machine. We'd love to get an expert on, but yeah, we've we got would. no phone. Our phones are down. So, yes, what you're up? right. We, we are talking from just fans of the Socceroos. Mm. We're not claiming to be any type of experts, although your pronunciation of some of those names, Gazy, Thank makes you. me think that your your world game expertise is a little higher than I no, gave you credit for. No good. No good 90 minutes. You were. Now, uh, uh, the temper mm. text, 40 Winks temper text is working. Get mm. your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. You and I have both mm. been down to Jason at Temper in the last little while. And I have. Picked up a, uh, a new bed. So Lovely. It's big... resolved a lot yep. of my sleeping issues. Fantastic. This uh, the, the phone, the, the mattresses there, scientifically put together mm. mattresses that just, you have to get on one. Well, that's what they it. do. The bed mm. match, they go and you, you lay down and I lay down on about 15 <laughs> difference and they found it in the end. So we've got mm. the Temper text. It's working. Mm. Our phones are not Mm. So we would love an expert on, unfortunately. Gaze on the can't. next Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> of course there's a well, chance. This, this, is, this is the beauty of sport. Oh, 
Oh, word there is. And away we go. Mm. You know what? There was about a similar type of mm. hope that Australia were going to make a quarterfinal back in their first ever World Cup in 06. Mm. And they came oh so close. Oh so close. And it took an interesting penalty. And Italy went on to win it. Mm. So they're in it. That's right. That's all we need. Mm. And away we go. That wasn't the first one, was it? It yeah. wasn't the first one. Yeah, first World Cup oh, of the Socceroos. Where they went through the Socceroos. No, it wasn't the first World Cup Probably of all time. Into, no. Mate, we're talking just Australia, mate. No, Every, no, yeah. no. But we'd, haven't we been... 06. You 06 know, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and yeah. the Italians. And, no, 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 that's right. Yeah. Are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah. See, and you, we, you, we, 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 well, we, we, a lot of people vary on this. At the time, maybe mm. because I was seeing it through mm. uh, green and gold eyes, that was the one where we thought we uh, the penalty that Should. really was one of those ones that I don't think anyone would have been complained if it wasn't called yeah. a penalty. But it was called a penalty, and people have explained to me, well, technically, yes, it was a penalty. But one of those, like I said, if if that hadn't have been called, I'm not sure there would have been an uproar that it wasn't called a penalty. There you go. This is the global game with mm. Andrew Gaze and Cam Luke. Now, Simon Hill, I do tongue-in-cheek. He's over there, isn't he, in Qatar? And the global game is a huge part of the SN Networks and will fire up as a tournament gets going early over the weekend. According to Tony... Australia won't score a goal the whole tournament. We're in a really tough group. They are in a tough group, so say the experts, and there is no doubt. But, hey, mm. what we've got to do as Australians is dig deep. Tony might not be an Australian fan. He might he, he might support another country. Who knows? Uh, quick break. We're going to try and set up a Zoom to get Trent Cooper. Ah. That's how much we want to chat to him. Quick break. Getting on. It's the run home. Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke. <laughs> we now, it. can I just... Hang on for oh, robot building yeah, yeah. supplies. What? No, you're going to rip into me here, are you? I'm not going to rip into you, but I'm just sort of d- disappointed in myself because oh. I knew we'd been to another World Cup, but then you just said, and then I started, and I lost a bit of confidence. Of course we've been to another okay. World Cup. Okay, so I, I do want to clarify. And it's been, you've been eviscerated off yeah. the temper no, text machine. No, and I do, and fair enough too, because I don't 74. think I... 74. Yeah, I don't think I clarified what I actually meant, so I do apologise. Yes, we went to 74 and we hadn't qualified. I was talking about this current generation from 06 when I met that first World Cup of the ones we've been in since then, if that makes sense. Not Probably really. doesn't. Even now I'm not explaining. But yes, hmm. I was aware that they went to, I think they played New Zealand in the World Cup in nineteen seventy. We both qualified from this. We didn't have two teams from this region, did we? I think we might have. I knew we Either way, yes. Yeah, so uh, the, the 40 Winks temper text, it doesn't miss and nor should it have in this particular case. So Gazy. You are correct, and I right. was just not getting my message no, out. No, I'm disappointed. I, did, I, I just didn't I'm disappointed in you, too. Mm. You whacked me in the air break, and now you... Well, because I, I, I questioned it, and then yeah. a good friend Googled, but I didn't yeah. have to wait for Google. No, I do. I do. The temper machine just I let us know emphatically that you apologize. are 100% uh, yes. incorrect. I was talking about mm. the current generation. Yeah, yeah, sure you were. Generation. Um, <laughs> now, we... Sure you were. We are uh, trying to work out as well. After you guys, he ripped mm. me, he then... Is there any way, mm. any way at all, that we can do the quiz no. via a Zoom link? No, the quiz has got to a level no? where it, it, it oh, there's a bit, there's a lot of no's getting told from management no, here. It's not possible. It it's, just, it's certainly it just, not because I don't want I'm to not, miss out on the quiz. I know that's but partial. It is a bit partial. Actually, there is a way we could do it. That's... It would have to be via the Zoom arrangement. So maybe. Hang on, I just said that. Oh, did you just say that's that? exactly what I just oh, said? Oh, I thought you meant off the tent. No. You mean gets people to go off the t- off you... Zoom if we have a link. That has well, called Gazy's Quiz. I'm just looking at our experts in the back room here. And You've got they a, are, they're, they're willing eight. to com- contemplate it. I just think they've got enough issues going on right no, now trying to get the phones back up. You've got up. a zig when Telstra zags, and mm. there's, a, there's a 
there's an upstream yeah. issue or something no, with Telstra. I don't, I don't get through this. No, <laughs> I don't think. But, I don't think. Hey, just on it. Absolutely, whatever you want to talk about. Here's another issue that that really is, I think, in the big scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, one that is really relevant for uh, elite female athletes. And today it was announced. There's been a bit of um, concern over the, particularly at the last Wimbledon. Last Wimbledon, uh, and, I, and I believe it's been a an ongoing issue that they have this rule about everyone's got to wear white. Well, the female players have been complaining because they want to have the right to wear different coloured undergarments, mm-hmm. underpants, uh, or undergarments. So, well, you know, when you've got yep. the skirt on, yep. the tights or whatever it is, that also has had to be uh, white. And they... Next year, it has been announced by Wimbledon, and it's just been announced today, that they will allow dark underpants for women from uh, for next year's tournaments. And girls competing at the championship will uh, have the option of wearing coloured undershorts Good. For, their, for the first time. Now, th- that, to me, is absolute common sense. Mm-hmm. Common sense, and I don't know why it was. it's taken this long to come to a common sense decision, but it's one that I think that that uh, provides just again a common sense decision that gives the the athletes a chance to compete and not have to worry about things that they shouldn't have to worry about. So, I just wanted to, to um, say that that's a, a good thing. Sometimes common sense doesn't all is doesn't always prevail, uh, but in this instant, it's been a a good outcome. Now there is no doubt that uh, it's the best thing. I think they were clearly concerned. That if they allowed it, in particular, sort of post-tournament or at least mid-tournament, where mm. it kind of raised a little bit last Wimbledon, that then someone would start to try and take it to the next level and start to wear non-white other pieces of right. their tennis outfit. I, I, that's the only way I could look at it because there is mm. no way in the world you could legitimately argue mm. with the suggestions that were coming from the female tennis players. Th- that's right. Mm. and it, But I think that I like the tradition. I like the tradition of the all white, and um, I, but this is one that there always are exceptions, yep. and this is a perfect one. They still, have, I believe, they still have to wear white. Oh, white. predominantly so the white. actual, it's but, just the undergarment yep. that 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 um, that needs to be that they've allowed those changes. Now mm. uh, the phone lines are down, the quiz is in jeopardy. We can't talk to anyone, but mm. the forty winks temper text is up, and is this like some type of Friday ritual where? You get a box of cheesels delivered to you from Justine upstairs. This is remarkable. It is. Well, Andy and I have a little tradition. They tuck into a brewski, and and we have the the, the cheesels, which I tell you, there is – I don't know if there's anything more – we're addictive. Where yeah. you just can't stop until yeah. the box is eaten, then the cheesel. All right. Well, I look forward to watching you demolish mm. a uh, box of cheesels on can't the other side do, of the news. Oh. Can't you do the quiz via mobile and put them on speaker? Oh, <laughs> I don't think. Oh, oh. No. Well, you know what? How about no. we give? How about? Oh, no, I've got a. Re- I've got a good idea, guys. How yeah. about we give out your mobile number and people oh. call you? <laughs> well, I don't know who doesn't have that mobile number. <laughs> you <laughs> we get to the news. Uh, we are trying to work it out because the quiz is the crowning jewel in the SEN network. We are going to get Trent Cooper. We're trying to work Zoom out the back. The crew doing a wonderful job. And the 40 Winks temper text. You can fire it back up now that you've all whacked me after my uh, stuff up around the World Cup. Let's mm. bring it back to uh, something that's happening this weekend.
Mm. We'll get to that on the other side of the news. I'm telling you, Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke. With him. I'm you, I get a different perspective when Andy's not in the chair and Cam Luke. <laughs> have you not seen this story? Chair. I have not seen it. It's uh, it's I, I don't understand it. Neither do I. I'm mm. not saying I understand mm. it. I'm simply saying that this is a uh, a story that um has been going on for a little while. But mm. uh, if you recall. That uh, that woman whose name um, does escape me, she married a doll a little while ago, oh and then she's you know, made headlines about, and then they got married. They even had a little look at that. There you go. They, mm. were, they had a little doll baby. Well, the marriage is in tatters today due to the fact that he cheated. Oh my god! <laughs> so is this some sort of? I don't know what. Did you know what? what? <laughs> this mm. is why. This is why. Social media's and all sorts. This is the type of stuff that gets exposure. <laughs> we come across it. Straighten us up. What do you hey, got for us? Hey, well, here's some good news for Hawks fans. Because of the conjecture going on about uh, Tasmania and yeah. will they get their licence, and the government there had put on hold their relationship with the Hawthorne Football Club in regards to their sponsorship and the games they played and the funding that they're going to put to have those games played in Tasmania. Well, the good news is today, on the back of, I think, a partial announcement... Does, that has been made by the AFL, that there's been the next stage has gone. Is, is that the best way to describe it, Can The next stage of Look, Tasmania in, actually getting in, a licence. In principle agreement mm. that the 19th team will, in fact, be based in Tasmania, yes. Well, the good news is, on the, I, I assume on the back of that in principle agreement, the Tasmania government has confirmed that the Hawthorne will continue as its partner in a partnership for the uh, 2023 season. So that is... Really good news for the Hawthorne Football Club because I know it means a bit of money. And also those games and the relationship they built, I think they've got up to eight or 9,000 members in uh, Tasmania, something in the order of that. So it's really good news on the back of they've got the elections coming up for their presidency and a, and, uh, and a lot of uh, political stuff going on with the Hawthorne Football mm. Club right now. But in the midst of all that, it's uh, it's good that the Hawthorne Football Club have been able to make this announcement with uh, to continue their partnership with Tasmania. Four good games news. at Launceston yes. in 2023 as part of that. Uh, and, of course, the in-principle agreement that was spoken about and released earlier this morning around that 19th team. Of course, Jeff Kennett, you, you mentioned Hawthorne. He was on a breakfast this morning. You can podcast that as well via the SEN Breakfast podcast feed. All right. You ready for this? Talk to me. We're going to go to a break and then Trent Cooper, exactly 60 minutes after he was about to answer our call, <laughs> is going to jump on Zoom and have a chat to us. That's next, right around the SEN network, all thanks to Robot Building Supplies. Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke, wherever you might be, good afternoon to you, driving you home on what has been an interesting Friday. We don't have any phone lines, but we do have Zoom. So for Robot Building Supplies, Robot's got it. And for Berwick BMW, the end of year sale mm. event, it's on now. Trent Cooper. Former head coach, five years, four times they went to the finals, a prelim in April, and now longer the coach of the Fremantle Dockers. He's jumped on Zoom, so let's see how it goes. Trends, we welcome you into SEN. Firstly, congratulations on a great deal of success uh, at the Dockers. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, guys, for having me. How do you feel? Like, right now, when you look back at the five years and how it's all ended and, and where you sit right now, is, is there an overriding emotion for you? Um, yeah, pr probably pride, to be honest. Like, really proud of what um, we achieved in the five seasons. Um, when I took over the program, we'd finished second last twice. So, it was uh, struggling at that stage. And, yeah, obviously, we've had some really good success. Um, highlighted by the 2020 year, the year that, in the end, wasn't to be because of uh, COVID calling the, 
the season short and obviously a really disappointing uh, season this year. Dreamt, uh, can you have you been able to rationalise or, or come to terms with an expl- explanation as to why you're no longer the head coach? Uh, yeah, I think it's been rationalised and I've come to terms with it. Doesn't mean I uh, agree with it though. Um, the club they were looking for a refresh and reset, um, and they thought that the um, the game plan uh, could go forward. Um, so that was the, you know, the the reasons given. Um, it's been yeah, I, I, it was hard to implement the game plan that we would have liked this year given the injuries. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to make a change, um, it, the best time to do it is at you know, when you've had a poor season like that, and that's the decision that, that the club's made. And I'm reading some articles and there's, apparently there was a review done and there might have been some feedback by, by some of your players. That Did you have an inkling from your players that maybe that you might have lost the group in any way? No, not at all. And that was um, – so that's come out since as well. The um, the players were, were not too happy with that sort of – the inference come out that they had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was – yeah, but the players, I said, if they ever felt that, then I would definitely have uh, been gone. And we were, I had Terry the Ferris and Best the other night, and um, to Kiara Bowers speak um, there was, that's the best reference I, I could have. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't th- feel I lost the players at any stage. Um, and yeah, leave on really good terms with them. All right, what's next? In, in this situation, it's proven, and, and you mentioned that pandemic. You like you had a team that was right there going to have a real crack at a, at, a, at a premiership. You made a prelim, uh, you know, six or seven months ago, not even really. You, you know, injuries, a decent excuse for why the team probably didn't get to the level that a lot of people thought they would this year. What does it mean for you? I assume you still got the itch to, to coach at the highest level, proven how well you've done? Yeah, definitely. It's... Um... Yeah, a lot of people ask if I've been put off by the experience, but when you start in this game, you know it's almost definitely going to end up not the way you want it to. I think in the AFL, the last 40 years, there's only been two coaches who've mm-hmm. actually exited or, or retired. The rest have you know, sort of been shown the door. So that's the nature of the industry. Um, hasn't dampened my enthusiasm for it. I've loved the AFLW journey, um, and that's you know, definitely is, is an option to continue on with that. Um, but uh, you will see what happens. There's other opportunities out there as well. And I also, I've had the last four seasons have all been COVID infected uh, for us and, and two seasons in one. So really looking forward to a break at the moment. And you talk about the AFLW journey and it's a journey that's still evolving, I think, as we try and figure things out. And we've seen already with the uncertainty that uh, prior to today that where the, the actual grand final would be if Brisbane got there how do you see the the afl w right now are you comfortable with the way in which it's expanded and gone about it yeah the expansion's an interesting one if they have stuck to the eight teams um that were there originally uh then the first year that i coached the, the standard this now would be unbelievable but there'd be growing pains to happen somewhere so i think the afl have made the right decisions to to expand early and to give every supporter base an opportunity to support a side, but that has meant that the product probably isn't as good as what it could have been. And we're still going through a lot of growing pains. You know, we've just seen this week with the grand final, trying to work out where it's going to be like that. That should be organized, but you can understand why it hasn't been for different reasons. And hopefully um, we can bed down a time slot that, that suits and get uh, yeah, a bit more you know, continuity and we can go forward from there. You mentioned having a break and sort of just trying to, you know, relax for a little bit. Does, does that mean 2023 you 
you won't be working at a football at some level somewhere? Or did you mean a break now um, and you'll pick it up into yeah, the new no, year? Yeah, no, it could be. I've also you plan on a, a good holiday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've, I've already, so I've got to weigh things up and that was, um, and just see, and it just might be, I do a little bit of media work, could be doing that, could be some um, yeah, coach mentoring stuff as well. Or if the right opportunity does arise, um, then I'll be, yeah, happy to jump back in. So it's a bit of a, yeah, a, a wait and see, now, this situation, I was offered a really good job, but it needed to start uh, in a couple of weeks, and I was like, I couldn't give it the um, the energy that it deserved, so I uh, yeah, uh, held it back from that one, and you just got to wait and see at this stage. Trent Cooper, former coach of the AFLW Fremantle Dockers, just on the Dockers, so many injuries. We, we mentioned it early, uh, Gazy and I, about it. There was a game against Collingwood where you essentially had to grab people out of stands to be able to to fill a team. Hope, and I'm, I'm 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 knocking wood right now for the for the Dockers injury list next year. Do you expect this group, whoever the coach is and whatever it is going forward, to bounce back pretty quickly? Do you think they're in the right sort of way generation to be a much better team once everyone gets fit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember I met with Peter Bell before round one this year, and we'd had such a terrible preseason with injuries. We already knew we were in trouble, and we identified that. It could be one of those years where we don't go as well, um, but you know, it could bounce back quickly. There's a lot of young players on the list and more the half team aren't, didn't have football as their first sport. So there's a lot of learning, a lot of improvement still to come with that group. Then you throw in the experienced players, Kiara Bowers, Hayley Miller, full season out of Ebony Antonio, and the firepower's there to, to bounce straight back up to to that at least that prim, preliminary final level that we did um yeah, just, just six months ago when we really pushed Adelaide in that game at Adelaide, at Adelaide Oval. And we, we, I think this season and what they've done with the changing of the season is far better than what they've had previously. Where you've got that little bit of overlap to help uh, grow the game playing alongside uh, the men and also not playing in the, the, the ridiculous heat that you guys previously had to do. But So notwithstanding that, yep, it's improved, uh, do you think this slot is here for the long term and this is ultimately where it's, uh, it's going to be as far as the fixturing? Um, yeah, I think they've got to give it a chance. The, the crowds haven't been as good this year. I think there definitely could be a level of uh, footy fatigue as well with the you know, the women's season, the men's, the women's just hasn't been a break, hasn't been a chance to miss footy at all. Mm. Um, so we have to definitely give it a chance. Um, also, the you know, crowd's a bit slow to come back post-COVID. Uh, hopefully, you know, that can be a thing of the past next year and we can get the, the crowds back. And like I said, a bit of clean air through there and just the interest with the boys, um, you know, particularly through the finals when it's just two games on plus the nine games uh, for the girls is is a positive. So I think we've just got to give it a chance for a couple of years because we have been chopping and changing. So um, this looks like a good slot to at least yeah, give it a red-hot go there for a couple of years. Four teams left, Trent. I'm not certain without having to fixture in front of me how many you did see firsthand, but with these last final four, how do you expect it to play out? Yeah, no, we had a pretty tough draw. So we, um, yeah, Adelaide, Melbourne and Brisbane, huh. uh, we saw, saw all of them. We, we, in the end, we actually didn't lose to anyone who was outside of the top seven. Uh, we, had a, we had a really tough draw as well, but um, we didn't lose to anyone yeah, in, the, in the bottom half. But the top sides are there deservedly and North Melbourne have finished really strong. They were the other team who had a really tough fixture. Brisbane and Melbourne are the, the, the obvious two. I'm a bit different than most. I've got the slight leading to Melbourne. I think they've got the skill level to be able to keep the ball off Brisbane. Brisbane's pressure is immense, but if Melbourne can just control the ball long enough to keep the ball out of uh, Brisbane's chance to pressure them, I think they've got the firepower to test them. So that's the way I'm leaning slightly at this stage, but it's going to be a cracking final series and 
really looking forward to watching it. No doubt. Trent, firstly, uh, thank you for being patient while our phone lines, we oh. work out our tech issues. But uh, secondly, mate, congratulations. Great five years and good luck going forward. Put the feet up for a short amount of time and there is no doubt a good footy man like yourself will be back uh, at our club before we know it, mate. Look forward to chatting to you then. No worries. Thanks a lot for your time, boys. Good on you. Trent Cooper, there you I go. I tell you what, with one is very tough for mm. him, but uh, you know what is also outstanding? And I don't know what it's like if you're in your car listening to it, but gee, the Christmas of yep. the, uh, the the Zoom, when we've got the Zoom arrangement going with the guests, I might have to try and expand that because that was very sharp. And you know what that means, Andrew? Mm. Quiz. I believe we can do the quiz via I'm Zoom. I'm sure we can. You and no. A-Rod and Link, you A-Rod work it out out the back. Can't be done. It can he be still done. Says it can't it be can done. be absolutely. It can if be so, done. If, if we get a phone number off the temper text machine and two people, why not, A Rod? Oh, we can absolutely. But we, you know what? So we only need two people, do we? You need two. Oh. They go head to head. <laughs> why can't you do oh, that, A Rod? Absolutely, we can do he's, this. No, he's thinking about it. Nah, we can do it for certain. Lincoln's almost popped the foofa valve yeah. just with the suggestion. You, but you, hey, you, 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 we'll you, see you two right. have a crack. Mm. And uh, we'll work it out. Link's trying to talk to me. He's muffled at the moment. So we'll get mm. to the ad break, Link, and then we'll have a chat when we're not on air. Quick mm. break. <laughs> Wherever you might be around Australia, this is the run home. Well, thanks to Robot Building Supplies, Andrew Gaze and Cam Luke for a Friday driving you home on the run home. Andy Ma, I assume he's calling this game that's on our TV screen here. Is he or is it on tonight? Which one's that? I don't know. Is, is, is this... No, I think he's calling no. me this one that's on our screen okay. as we speak. Well, there you go. Good to, good to know... Mm. You have some idea where your co-host is on a uh, on a Friday. Oh, I know afternoon. he's calling cricket. That's yeah, the main thing. That's all you need to know. And uh, what about the Brooklyn Nets after after being completely and utterly embarrassed, mm. disgraced against the Sacramento Kings, where they gave up 153 points, which I believe is the the most they've given up in the the team's history. Well, they've come back today, and they've gone bang against Portland, who are having a mighty fine season. Uh, they've won 109-107. Uh, at the buzzer. Do you see the Ben Simmons numbers? I have not seen them in this 15, 12, and 7. Getting back. Getting back to near. He's those sort of numbers which you'd normally come to expect from uh, our Ben. You would have played against the head coach, right? Uh, of um, of uh, Brooklyn? Uh, would you play college? No, he was against who? Jack Vaughan. Isn't he the coach uh, of the Brooklyn Nets? You didn't play against him? I don't he know. He might be a tad bit younger than you. Either which way. No, like, I think I do recall. Yeah, he'd be a bit younger than me. But uh, no, I don't. Yeah. I played against the, the former coach in uh, Steve Nash. Yes. Yes. At the uh, so Olympics. He, so broke, he broke your heart. Opening. He did. But, opening game. But then you fight on back in a, mm. in a pretty big way. What, what I will say about this is that just look, look there's a lot of com, com, conversation and commentary around Ben Simmons. Just give him the pill. He's coming off the bench as a mm. backup centre, and I know that he's got a lot of stuff to work through, both on and off the court, but his best role is as the point guard. Well, yes, I think it, it, the way the game's played these days, you don't you can have a point guard and have him on the floor, and he can still have point guard duties getting downhill without necessarily being the playmaker as such. Oh, okay. And you've got Kevin Durant, who does have the ball in his hands a fair bit as well. So mm. I understand that. But I'm also like, let's not bring him off as a backup center and guard the opposition backup center. Give him his best opportunity to thrive. Well, I think if you do do that, what it does is that it makes another team have to adjust around him because... You can't have some of the centres guarding Ben Simmons. So then it forces the opposition to make some decisions as well. So it can work both ways. To an extent, but his inability or his lack of not wanting to shoot jump shots makes that slight bit redundant 
than normal. Yeah, but but we're talking about him getting the ball, snatching it off the and rim, going. and That's getting fair. downhill. Mm. That's where I think uh, he can excel, and he has excelled. But but it's also considering what he can bring in other areas as well. Defensively, former defensive, he, one of the all defenders in the competition, the entire NBA. So he, and he can guard one through five, so versatile. And when you've missed over a year yeah. of basketball, it does take a little bit of time to come back. So this is some good signs with the performance he put up today. I've actually been more disappointed in his defense. Oh, I'm more concerned about his defense, which is rust of not playing for over 12 months and only mm. with his offense output because mm. he, he was the second best defender in the game behind Giannis Antetokounmpo a couple of weeks ago. Mate, we've seen the ad. We've seen the ad. And how happy were you? How many takes did that take? You and Nat Edwards. Oh, that was one off, was it? No, what happened was where I mastered his name is at the last World Cup. Yeah. Uh, played in China. Mm. I, I was in the, calling the group where Greece were playing, and I had to call his name, so I got used to saying Antetokounmpo. Because one go. thing FIBA do not tolerate is when the commentators yeah. don't pronounce hey, the names hey. the way they want them to be pronounced. Even if you're in the Hall of Fame, you still get a pat on the back, or <laughs> occasionally a yank mm. if you stuff names up, and that's fair enough too. Absolutely. But, uh, now, also, we've got just also just a score update: the Sacramento Kings. They have started putting together a few wins as well. They've had another impressive win over the San Antonio Spurs, 130 to 112. And we're almost done in the Detroit Pistons playing against the Clippers. And it looks like the Clippers are going to get the win there. They're 95-91 and there's seven seconds remaining. You know, now Peter Cutwin's going to join us shortly. Via Zoom, now our phones are half working. We'll get to that very shortly. I think Matthew Delavadova. I think we, by the way, point. Uh, just uh, but before we go, because they're still coming. Oh, in. Oh, have you got it? Sorry, let's get to the quiz. We've got the quiz. We've got. Okay. I believe we've got our two competitors. Now the the challenge here is, is I I think they might need to jump on Zoom or something. So no, no, no. We sorted that we've out. We've got enough. We've got enough uh, respondents, and of course, Craig Johnson was the answer to that. <laughs> We had some very unusual. Uh, Gary Lineker was one of the. I don't is know whether they're taking the P one. You know your five. family, SEN family, Mark better than Viduka, I do. Are, are they, Kenny Dalglish? Are they trolling or are they legitimate with a couple of these? No, well, I reckon instantly we had Craig Johnson, and I'm not lying. There would have been hundreds of text messages come through, but we <laughs> they do come in sequentially, so yes. we have given it to the uh, the, the top two, but. If they uh, if they bugger it up or mm-hmm. can't accommodate our uh, technical issues, then perhaps we, there might be others that uh, they, there might be a, off the a first emergency coming Ooh. in off the bench. All right, we're going to work on that. The quiz is around ten or eleven minutes away, and I I, I can't wait for it. All thanks to Robot Building Supplies, Robot Scotted, and for Berwick BMW end of year sale event on now. We are driving you home, Andrew Gaze and Cam Luke, and of course the news. And we, we've kind of been warming up to the fact that finally mm. Tasmania are going to get that license. They so desperately want and deserve, and a, and a man, former Premier of the state, Peter Gutwin, has been leading that, and he joins us now because in principle agreement means we Whatever are one step means. closer. I, I don't know, but it just continues to mean we're going to see a team. Peter, hello to you. G'day, guys. How are you getting on? Uh, Good, mate, Peter. We're great. Mate, how are you? you excited? Are you proud? Like As we sit here today, it looks like this is going to become a reality sooner rather than later. Well, look, I think uh, what in principle agreement means is that all we've got to do is get the uh, bricks and mortar sorted out. Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I really do. I think 
you know, Jeremy Rockcliffe has done a fantastic job. And look, and I think you should give a shout out to Gil McLaughlin as well. You know, you've got to have two parties at the table to get to an agreement. And between them, they've got us this far. Uh, now, with everything agreed in principle, it's just a matter of sorting out the bricks and mortar in Tasmania will have that 19th team, which it's been chasing for the last four to five decades. So and, it's a great day. And Peter, you should be congratulated as well because you've played a pivotal part of getting all this and making it uh, what seemingly is going to, at some point in time, become a reality. But that big question about the bricks and mortar, I'm sure there's a lot of contingencies in whatever agreement in principle they've got of, of how it needs to look. Uh, we've seen um, estimates of somewhere between anywhere between 750 and a billion bucks for a, a venue. Is that something that uh, the Tasmanian population has got the appetite to invest in? Well, look, I certainly hope that they do. I think that the stadium um, is a really important and key piece. Obviously, the first step is to get the team nailed down and you know, by all accounts, getting to an in-principle agreement stage, you know, that's been done. Uh, the thing that um, excites me about the stadium is that the stadium becomes an economic enabler for the state. Yeah, It's not just about playing footy games there. There'll be other mm. sports games that'll be played. It'll become an entertainment precinct. And what that'll do is grow the economy, uh, increase the revenues that the state government's got. And so not only will we end up with a football team, um, a... Uh, one of the best stadiums in the world, but will also grow our economy, generate more revenue, and as a result, there'll be more money that can be put into the essential services that Tasmanians need, like health, education, and importantly, housing. Mm. And I think that's you know been missed by some people that you know this isn't just about a football team. This is about an about having an economic enabler uh, mm. in the state, something that we haven't had before, and importantly, and you know, what we'll see. Um, you know, and I think Clarko said this once, um, you know, you put a flag in the top of the hill and that's that's the elite sport, but it's important that the base grows as well. Mm. What this will do will be a shot in the arm for um, young Tasmanians wanting to play sport, and that'll mean that over time we'll have a, a healthier population, mm. which will be a great thing. And and young men and women as well, such as the way the AFL has gone mm. and, and what that can mean there. But how, when you think of, if the figures are right, you know, 750 to a billion bucks, how much is that reliant on either federal money or AFL money? And how much is it that does the government, in your understanding, have to stump up in order to get this project uh, off the ground and get it running so you can get a team? Well, the Tasmanian Premier, uh, Jeremy Rockliffe, made that perfectly clear, that the state will provide 50% of that, $375 million. Um, now, what's important too, and I think this shouldn't be lost, is that uh, you know, there's never been a better time in this country to be investing in sports infrastructure. We've got the Olympics mm. uh, coming in the next uh, 10 years. Uh, there'll be a significant investment in the northern part of this country in respect of um, sports infrastructure. I think it's only fair and reasonable that whilst that's going on, there's also a significant investment uh, in the southern part of um, this country as well. And Tasmania, with this stadium, as I've said, uh, you know, it's not just about sport, it's about entertainment, it's about creating a precinct, but importantly, it's about growing the economy, uh, generating those extra revenues. And as a result, um, there'll be more money to spend on those essential services that Tasmanians need, like health, education, as I said, yeah. um, especially housing.
Peter, uh, Andrew Gaines and I, obviously, Drewy, obviously involved in, in the basketball world a fair bit. I, I want to ask your opinion. The Jack Jumpers, the NBL team, which which came into the league last year, I'm not sure if you've been down to a game, Gazy, but at the, mm. the level of support and the passionate fans and the parochialism mm. that, that all the fans have for that that franchise, I think made a lot of people sit up and, and, and take notice of, of the Tasmanians and their, their passion for sport. Do you think that helped a little bit with this with the AFL license and not the urgency for it, but maybe the the way that people looked at it or viewed it and how desperately passionate they are to have their own sporting teams? I, I think it helped. Um, there's no doubt at all about that. What it did, it sent the message that Tasmanians will back a team that plays on the national stage. And importantly, as a government, we spent uh, around $70 million ensuring that um, what was the former Deck Stadium became my state stadium and a state-of-the-art venue in, uh, in its own right. And you know, every game that's played, there's a game on up here in Launceston tonight. Um, you know, people are packing it out and they're getting behind that team. And I, they will have the same uh, support and desire for an AFL team as well. Um, and importantly, um, what it will mean, and you touched on it before, with AFL and AFLW being played in the state, you know, we'll have more kids that will be turning up uh, getting out, enjoying sport, and being healthier as a result. And that's a really key outcome. And that's what we're seeing with the Jack Jumpers. Um, you know, kids, are, boys and girls are pulling on uh, jerseys right around the state. Primary schools, high schools have got behind them. Uh, and what we're seeing are kids getting involved and participating. Uh, and that's the benefit of, you know, putting that flag in the top of the hill. You grow the base and the, the, uh, the base provides really solid social uh, outcomes for you. Based on that, Peter, do you think the under get under eighteen team back into the TAC Cup as well to help that pathway? Well, I think one of the key things that we've got to look at now, um, certainly in terms of um, where we go next with um, with the AFL here, is the pathway uh, to the very first game. You know, and what date that will be? You know, obviously there are a number of. Um, uh, pathways that have been outlined but yeah, let's call let's suggest that it's around 2027 that the first game is played yeah there's great opportunity now to ensure that the structure and the framework uh, for local footy that supports uh, elite footy in this state um, that the time has taken to get that right and I think everybody can be a winner out of this yeah we're seeing it with basketball we're seeing uh, at that elite level, the passion that people demonstrate to get involved and support. But then we're also seeing participation uh, grow at the base as well. And we'll see that occur with um, with AFL and AFLW here in the state. And importantly, that pathway um, will enable us to put in place the right building blocks to ensure that we can support um, an AFL and AFLW team when they run out for that first game. As I said, you know, hopefully around 2027 and uh, can be broadly successful from day one. And the Tasmanian government, I believe it was today, confirmed that they're going to continue their relationship with Hawthorne for the 2023 season. If it is that, that 2027, is this is there going to be – do you have to transi- transition out of the relationship with not just Hawthorne, I think it's also with North Melbourne, or do you think that even when you get the, a uh, your own team – is there still a, a potential that, that Hawthorne and others could still have a, an association and play some games down there and additional games? Look, that's obviously a matter for Hawthorne and North Melbourne um, and 
for those things to be worked through as that pathway develops to when the, the, the Tassie team would first um, run out. But what's important is that they have been great stewards of the game down here. They've been really good corporate partners, um, both Hawthorne and North Melbourne, whilst in the state. And they both have solid followings down here. And so, I, you know, I can understand their desire to remain engaged. But I have said this before, and I think um, it's a truism, that... Yeah, we have a really strong relationship with those two clubs, but the strength of that relationship uh, will be measured um, most importantly through the dignity uh, and the way that we exit the relationship as we go on to get our own team um, and as they take a, a step back uh, here in the state. But it's been fantastic, um, the period of time that we've had both of those teams, and it's pleasing that uh, already um, the Premier has said that, uh, that those relationships will continue into the next year. It's a big step forward. It has been that impending positive view in the mm. last little time that this was coming, and it looks like uh, a big step was taken this morning. And, Peter, as uh, Drew did point out, you've been the uh, the front runner at the forefront of this for a long time, mate. So uh, keep doing the great work that you're doing. And the uh, the wonderful light at the end of this long tunnel is uh, very, very close, mate. Congratulations. We'll talk soon. Thanks very much, guys. Good on you, Have Peter. Thank you. You too. Former Premier of Tasmania, pretty good one. And I, I, look, I interviewed a Tasmanian. Every yeah. Tasmanian right now would be doing a little bit of a fist pump Sight. and just so excited. But uh, for, for two reasons. One is they, of course, the AFL. But if they can get this magnificent venue up, this have you seen the, um, uh, the some of the drawings of the, it and the, the location it of it? It's amazing. I mean, it's a uh, expensive big-ticket item. But he is right. If you don't have that, you don't attract other major events, other concerts and other entertainment uh, activities that you can generate that uh, clearly uh, governments right throughout the world are prepared to pay big bucks for. And I think Adelaide Oval shows a little bit of that as well when it was rebuilt and redeveloped in what probably five, six years ago, that the, the amount of people who now go to Adelaide Oval mm. compared to what might have been going, in particular Port Adelaide football games, build it and they will come. Isn't Absolutely. Uh, Kevin Costner's famous mm. line all those years ago. Uh, mm. You get involved off the uh, 40 Wings temper text, very simple. It is zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Oh, here we go. I, hey, just before we get to that, <laughs> because I, I did a little something in that last uh, live read that you and I uh, just uh, put out so very, very nicely, and only one person, Jack in Mount Waverley, good on you. You're the only one that's picked it up, and that's that was my attempt to get on tomorrow's show. So hopefully some of the boys in the back hey, room. It'll get on. Well. You're talking about saliva ring? Yeah. Mm. It better get me on. That'll get you on. Because mm. we all know it's salivating. Yes, but, of course. But we'll see. I'm, I'm astounded. And only uh, Jackie Boy picked that up. Well done, Jackie Boy. I, I don't know what to do now. What do you do? Well, well this is what we do. We've got a quiz. Uh, is it, I just got to check with our technical department yeah. because we've now got we to make sure we've had all sorts of issues. But the good news is we've got Chris, and normally it comes up on the screen. Oh, it is coming up on the yeah. screen where he's from. We've got Chris <laughs> from Gisborne. G'day, Chris. How are you, boys? Yeah, going on very nicely, and I appreciate the uh, effort that you've made to jump on the quiz today because it's, uh, it's, we've had some technical issues, but we seem to be powering through. And hello, look out. It's going to be a... State v. State type oh, arrangement yes. because we got Damien from Tassie. Good afternoon, Damien. Damien? Oh, no. You're going to have to turn your radio off, Damien. Yeah. Hey, Damo. You don't. 
Hello, we, guys. Hey. I can't hear you. I'm, hey. here, I'm here on the radio. Yeah, Damien, you got to turn oh, your can, radio. Oh, really? oh no. Oh. This is going to be very tricky because... Uh, Let's see. Let's see if we get Damien again. So we've got Chris from Gisborne, who right now is the leader by default because uh, if it's one out, we might have an issue. A-Rod out the back. Link, we have, for people who have been here all afternoon, we have had a, a raft of technical issues. Extraordinary efforts uh, our, our staff are going to. They're, like There is people all over the place trying to get these problems rectified. Can we just maybe try Damien again, A-Rod, or not? No? Oh, we've got... Hey, uh, Chris... Well. This is going to be an extraordinary uh, situation. Uh, I might, and, and I say this honestly. Yes. I have, you don't, haven't seen the questions. I haven't, but. I'd... I tell you what, you know what? You might be able to represent Tas- the entire state of Tasmania <sighs> and Damien in particular on this and go head to head. I think with it'll Chris. be too one sided. I think Chris will just wipe me. So I, yeah. I think to get Damien in would be mm. very much better situation. Really? I, uh, no, so no day. So we can't have two on at once? Is that the issue? Is well, it. I, I, I'm uh, Chris. Are you still with us? I am. Yes. All right. Well, I'm prepared. Hang on. Hang on. Let's just see what Damien says. Mm-hmm. Damien's so, gone. So he's gone. He's thrown the toys okay. out of the cot and said, "No, it's probably. I shouldn't say that. It's probably more. Our no, fault it's definitely it our fault. Uh, but uh, he's not with us. Are you prepared to uh, have a crack? Well, I am prepared. But I, I'd say this. Mm-hmm. How about this? How about we just try? No. Okay. Uh, unless. Well, how does the quiz work? To... Hang on. Well, it goes head to head, and you just use your name as your buzzer. Okay. Um, but if, I just need to check with A Rod. Are we any chance to get a uh, another contestant on? Yeah, let's get another contestant on because okay. Uh, I, I, look, we are very honest and transparent here, Drew, mm. and you haven't showed me the questions because I've got no have bloody not. idea how this thing works. Because I only just got them myself, though I yeah. know you don't have them. <laughs> That's why I know. For someone who was ranting and raving and and. And well, punching your own thing. chest that you put the questions together. You've just openly admitted that you've got no idea. No, no, no. I've just put them together and got them <laughs> printed out. Oh, okay. There no, we go. I've done it. I've done the work today <laughs> in order to get this done. And uh, we've, got we've got someone Josh. else, maybe. Oh, we've gone a bit local now. He's just up the road. Josh from Port Melbourne. Joshy boy, are you with us? You got us, oh, Josh. This is going great, Guns. This is just fantastic. So it seems like we can't. There's Josh. No, he can't hear us. He's literally saying he can't hear. No. So, okay. Chris, are you still with us, Chris? I am, yep. Well, why is it working in Gisborne and not in Port Melbourne, which is literally literally a nice, solid. I wish I was home. Solid one would. (laughs) Now, we go back to what I said we should be doing. Okay. You're going to represent, and we'll just keep Josh on the line. Josh from Port Melbourne. You're going to represent Josh. Chris is in Gisborne. Now, Chris, this is what happens. There's seven questions. Whoever gets, obviously, the first two four or the best out of seven is going to be the winner. We use your name or some form of verbal response in order to, uh, as your buzzer. Chris, what would you like to use as your buzzer? Oh, we'll keep it simple. We'll just go with Chris. Nice. Cam, what would you like to use as oh, your buzzer? I'll keep it simple as well, Andrew. I'll just Cam. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Normally, I feel under pressure here because I'm going to have to keep score as well. Normally, Andy does this part of the business. All right. Uh, up for grabs, we've got a whole bunch of prizes, which they have not put on the screen. So I I won't be able to uh, – Are they? where are they? Where are the prizes? Uh, I cannot see the prizes. I don't know why they wouldn't be just under there where they're on the screen. 
but we know what they are. Well, the, I don't. The but... Signet Boost. Uh, Here we go. You ready? Signet. It should be there now. There Sign- they yep. Signet, Signet Boost. boost. Power, yep. Yep. Fifty nine ninety five. 18 holes of golf for you and a mate, and including a cart, if you don't mind. Bang. Don't want to walk. And that's going to be magnificent at Club Mandalay. Mm-hmm. They've got a special on, 99 bucks for you and a mate to go, and they'll throw in a couple of beverages as well, which is uh, just a little added bonus that was very, very nice at the mm-hmm. end of 18 holes. And you've also up for grabs a $50 Brick Lane Brewing Voucher. Oof. 50 bucks just to go have a crack at some of their pale ale or yep. their other brewskis that they have. And uh, they've got uh, a mystery craft beer bundle is going to be thrown your way thanks to Hairy Dog, the largest range of largest range of alcohol online. They deliver it hairydog.com. Now we've got that out of the way. Chris, what is your buzzer? Chris. Yes. Oh, no, and I was look sorry, I was looking at Cam. What is your brother? Buzzer? Cam. Right, now, here this we go. Is, this question, is horrible. Question one. Here we go. Who was the last Australian man to win the Australian Open? I, Chris. Chris, you get first crack at it now. Can we get a go if you get it incorrect? What's I'm your answer? Assuming you mean tennis and not yeah, golf, what, what sport? The Australian I, uh, Open tennis. Say Mark Edmonton. Bang! There we go. Chris, good start. One. Question two. Who kicked the most goals? In the 2008, 2008 AFL Grand Final. Cam. Yes. Mark Williams. Yes. (laughs) Well done. One all. Question three. Outside of the New York Yankees. This will test you. Outside of the New York Yankees. Name one of the two sides, teams, Alex Rodriguez played for. Just need to name one of them. Chris, yes. Boston Red Sox. That is incorrect, Chris. No, hang on. I'm going to stick up for Chris here. Yeah, well, it's Texas or Seattle. But I'm going to to give Chris the point, right? Why? Because he he was traded to Boston and it just fell through. And I just think Chris deserves... I think he, he didn't did, play for him. I know he didn't, but okay. No, I'm, I can't pay that. Okay. And if you try to overrule the rules, which no, we're right. very no, – They fair. are the rules. This is your quiz. I know. Sorry, Andrew. Two to Cam, who is representing my man from Port Melbourne. You only got the one there, Chris. Question four. Here we go. Think, Chris. Which NBA team has won the most MVP awards. So which team? Yes, Chris? I'm going to go with the the Lakers. Oh, you had two. I reckon you had a chance of two and you've missed out on that one. But you get a chance to answer it. Boston. All right, you're under the pump now, Chris. Yeah, I reckon. You're now in a real danger zone. Question five. Who was Geelong's captain before Joel Selwood? Yes, Chris. That was Tom Harley. Oh. Oh, no, give... it Ling. Yeah, it was Cameron Ling. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I think you can give Chris that. He, he, he corrected himself. <laughs> Did he correct himself before you answered? I don't know. You do. I'm going to give you the. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Mate. I'm gonna You're give the it... quiz master. I'm going to. It's three two. I'll give it to you, Chris. But I, honestly, this is a shambolic. <laughs> Which question from what six. I believe is pretty much part of the course when it comes to no, this. No, not usually this shambolic, <laughs> but we have technical issues. So anyway, question six: 
Who scored both of the Socceroos goals at the 2018 World Cup? Chris. Yes, Chris. That was Tim Cahill. Oh. <laughs> you don't say anything, Chris, because if, if you get it wrong. I, 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 actually, I actually do not know. You actually don't know? Huh? You don't know? Huh? Lucas Neal. <laughs> you got it right the second time, so I'm prepared. It's come down to this. Yes, that is correct. It's come down to this. The last question before the power play question. Come on, Chris. Here we Don't. I mean. What are you representing about? someone, Josh from Port Melbourne? Uh, Josh probably jumped off the line 10 He's minutes ago. He's still there. All right. Here we go. Tie break. It's not a tie break. Well, it is, but it's still part of the regulation seven questions. It's three all. Three all. Is there a power Last play question. question? Yes. Okay. Which, here we go, Chris. Which NFL team plays their home games at Hard Rock Stadium? Chris. Uh, yes, Chris. I guess I'd go San Francisco 49ers. Incorrect. This is a tough one. Do you know the answer to this one, uh, Hard Rock Stadium, mm. Titans. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Here we go. So now we're Where's into the power the... play. Well, you've got to get a winner first. We've got a tie oh, okay. here. This is between Josh, who you're representing, and Chris. Mm-hmm. This is a, another tough one. What is three strikes in a row called in bowling? Chris. Yes, Chris. It's a turkey. Bang! You've won it, Chris. That's it. On you, Chris. Chris, you've got that correct. Four to three. Mm. Um, apologies, really, to Josh, and apologies that you had. Uh, Not apology. He got me. Cam representing you because uh, you really, you know, you really didn't live up to Josh's expectations mm. or really anyone's expectations. But the beauty of this question, this uh, this quiz, is that we have a power play question. You know what the power play question? Power play question is, if you get this one right, you get to go into the grand final. The grand final, which is will be in Andy and my and uh, the run home's last, last show. show of the of the year, which is I think that week uh, around about December the 8th or someone there. So this is all <laughs> on, on you. Do you even know when you finish? You've got no idea what's going on, do you? What, what do you mean? Well, when does the when is the actual show finish for the year? Uh, I don't know the exact week, but it's around the eighth or something of December. So Tim, hopefully, Tim Watson knocked off about four mm. months ago, mate. You're still here. All right, here we go. <laughs> you ready, Chris? Yep. There's already two people through to the last week of the finals, and this is probably the easiest one we've got so far. Who are Australia playing in the Boxing Day Test this year? Uh, I believe it's South Africa. Bang! There it is. It's a little long-winded. It's exciting, though. It's been as uh, we've had to overcome technolo- technological issues, but ultimately, no, Chris... I don't think I'll get through No, this. you'll get through. Chris, you've won the Signet Boost Power Bank value to 59 bucks. You've got the 18 holes of golf uh, for you and a mate with a cart at uh, Club Mandalay. Beautiful, a beautiful course. You've won also a $50 Brick Lane Brewing voucher, Brick Lane Viewing, 
They, uh, they've got this lovely pale ale. It's per- pale ale. It's perfect for all occasions. And uh, it's the ultimate crowd pleaser, apparently. But please remember to drink responsibly. And Yozof, you have also won a mystery craft beer bundle thanks to Hairy Dog, the largest range of alcohol online. It's delivered at hairydog.com. That's what you're taking Well done, Chris. Congratulations. And we look forward to catching up with you again in our final week of the run home. Beautifully done, Andrew. As good as quiz as you can get. Thank you, 869. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> On you, Chris. You stunk it up, Cam. Josh from Port. <laughs> Josh from Josh. Port. <laughs> Well, look. To be honest, I was in a no-win situation because if I got if I got on a heater, people would then say that we set it up for our man Chris to lose. I believe that he was the winner by being last man standing. He was brilliant. I just had. No I idea. thought you'd have a bit more uh, sporting knowledge. Oh, well, that's all. You know what? You just think. Mm. Do you know where the uh, where Hard Rock Stadium is? I did not. I did not know. I do know now, and that's the beauty of this quiz. It's the uh, My- Miami Dolphins Host, Stadium. Hosted a Super Bowl not mm. too long ago. Mm. So you did know the answer. You know. Uh, oh, 40 Wings Temper nice Tex is on guy, fire. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right Josh bed for you. Josh you're a nice 40 guy. 40 weeks. Serious about sleep. Josh, if I see you out, come and say day at a bar and uh, I'll buy you a beer to apologise for a uh, Edge of your seat listening. performance. Eight, six, I tell you, there's a lot of love for the whiz. The, the whiz. For the whiz, there is a lot of love for the Absolutely whiz. Absolutely there is. But there's also a lot of love for the quiz. Just, just on that, just quickly. So mm. can you have unlimited numbers? In the finale. So it's all week. Yeah. So yeah, whatever we get. We're only doing two a week, two quizzes a week though. So we've only got another what three weeks to go. Oh, so yeah. maximum. The first couple of weeks we didn't didn't have anyone get through to the final. Really? Then I just had to maybe adjust the power play power play question yeah. ever so slightly, like we did today. Well you gave a gimme, yeah. You gave me a gimme. For robot building supplies, robots I got it, and for Beric, a BMW end of sale event is on now. Quick that was break. rubbish. You are getting Nasty comments coming your oh, way for well. your performance in the quiz. As per. But you've got a big heart. That's the most That's important thing. Great. Wherever you might be, hey. driving you home, mm-hmm. it is the run home. Andrew Gaze, Cam Luke, filling in for Andy Marr for Robot Building mm-hmm. Supplies and for Berwick BMW. And I love it when we can just bring joy into people's lives. And that's what the quiz has done. The overwhelming feedback has been, quite surprisingly, really positive. What a nail-biting episode of the quiz. Love your work. Gazy, best quiz on the radio. Thanks from that's cheers from Viv. I think your last day may come earlier if you keep that quality of quiz up, <laughs> but I loved it. Dave in Albury, thank you very much. And uh, we've also got Millhouse in uh, Seaford, which that's not Doom, is it? No, he's not a Millhouse. Uh, Gazy, what's the rhyming slang for knees? Well, we all know that. He uses the Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees. We all know it's the Stewie McGee's. The Stewie McGee. That's, you know who Stewie McGee is. I know who yeah. Stewie McGee is. I, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, 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 I'm not a huge rhyming slang guy, unlike yourself. Oh, well, I grew up in no, absolutely. Uh, Port Melbourne and uh, absolutely. the boys there. If you yeah. didn't know rhyming slang, yeah. you're cooked. Yeah, well, fair in enough. In fact, you're in fear. One, you wouldn't understand anyone. And two, that it's well, real issue. What's the rhyming hey. slang for cooked? Huh? Captain Cooked. There we go. Mm. Hey, um, <laughs> I just made that up. Hey, some here's some breaking news. Again? You yes. broke the uh, the venues well, for the is... AFLW Grand Finals about an hour or so ago. Well, what we're doing, we're bookending our conversation at the start of the show and mm. when we come on air at 3 p.m. about Twitter yes. and the values oh, of it. Oh, and where, where are we? It. We're going with, no, this is uh, from Shams uh, Sharania. Mm. Just in. 
Suspended Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is expected to be cleared to play on Sunday, which would be Monday our time, but on Sunday versus the Memphis Grizzlies at the Barclays Centre. So there you have it. It's been... uh, He's missed nine games. Yeah, it's a fair whack. It's going to cost him a lot, but relatively speaking, it's it's a lot of money, but relatively speaking for him, it probably wouldn't be an enormous penalty. But he's copped a uh, fair bit of criticism, as rightly so, I guess. And uh, But he's going to be back on deck. What, what do you make? Uh, Kevin Durant, who obviously did that interview in the last 24 or so hours, just really casting shadow on the talents of his teammates. With uh, so say that again. Oh, you're not you're not seeing that. Well, no. he sort of spoke about the fact that you know he addressed the the trade rumors, and then he spoke about well, we're starting with this particular guy, and this particular guy, and this particular guy. How he meant to win games, in other words, he's is this Kevin? Much, Kevin, yeah. Mm. What do you make? Well, he's of that? been he's been like that. He's been mm. a bit like it that. has always been and somewhat like that. I think that it's some may say, well, he's just holding people people accountable. I guess it's the manner in which you do it, and preferably that's done behind closed doors. Bo- Doors, but by all reports, he he's happily does that. Mm. Well, he but does. he's also happily supportive as well. He's mm. he will. Um, it's it was a tough time for Kevin Durant because of the comments that he made in the off season too. He was painted as a bit of a villain in the whole get rid of Steve Nash and uh, the way in which he went about trying to make some changes. Um, he's been a bit not as vocal in regards to this whole Kyrie Irving situation. Uh, I think he's trying to be as supportive as possible, but not dismissing the reason why they've uh, decided to impose a sanction on Kyrie Irving. So he's still one of the great players in the competition, if not the greatest. You could argue Kevin Durant is still uh, in your top three best players in the league, and some would argue that he is the best. It, I, I think that there are... He's not the best for me anymore, but he's right up there. He's the best scorer. Well, he is, but uh, uh, Steph Curry would have so, says hello. So, um, that's true. What, what do you make of this? LeBron's still having a pretty decent year, at least stats-wise. Kevin Durant, likewise, mm. and Steph Curry, likewise as well. Three of the absolute greats having great mm. statistical starts to the season, mm. and their teams suck. Now, I think Golden State will be okay. Mm. The other two teams I'm not as sold on. What do you make of... Is it good or bad for the NBA? Well, uh, th- there's a lot of bad games. Mm. We're seeing a lot of bad games, a lot of blowouts, a lot of huge scores. They made these changes to, to the points of emphasis of the rules a few years ago, or quite some time ago, because they wanted high scoring. Yeah. Some of the games we're seeing now, they are glorified all-star games yeah, with are. the attention that they're paying to uh, defense. That, now, that's, that's a bit extreme because the all-star game, there is it's – there is no – they're not even trying to fake it anymore. So it is a bit different uh, th- than that. But still, I think that there is uh, some issues that they need to address on how far they've gone with protecting the offensive players. It's very, very hard to play defense in the NBA these days. And a lot of the carry-on and the way in which that play, that the uh, coaches are coaching and players are playing in order to get fouls because they know how sensitive it is. So – I think the balance has got a little skew if they need to bring the balance a little bit more back in favour of the defence, and uh, and and I think you'll see a better game. But you know the great players are still stepping up. I mean, Jar Morant is someone that he's not necessarily in those top echelon just yet, but he's heading in that direction. But he's a freak, and he's a great to watch. And we see what uh, Jokic is doing, continues to do. 
Doncic is, is fantastic. And Giannis Antetokounmpo continues to just be something really special to watch. So there's a lot to like about it. But, but yeah, there is some, there is some issues there that, that need to be addressed. And I think that, that uh, tweaking of the rules, and we have this conversation with a lot of teams. We do. And it goes on with the, the AFL quite a lot. But I'm not talking about changing the rules. I'm change, talking about changing the points of emphasis. Oh, I would just take out the defensive three-second rule. Yeah. That's all I would do. And yeah. then, then if you want to have someone camp in the key, mm. fine. But it also puts the emphasis on the offensive player or players or the team to be able to find ways to exploit that. I think that's the way to go because mm. it, it's essentially there to leave it open. And because you can't hand check anymore, mm. it's quite e- it's easier to go around the defender than it was yeah. back when you were playing. Now, it, it, that seems a simplistic view to it, but I'm also like, they do have to trial mm. something and that, Brooklyn-Sacramento mm. game you mentioned was an all-star game because putrid. Brooklyn mm. were disgusting mm. and put up 135. That, well, no, well, they gave up 152. 153. They put up, so you look at the stats mm. and mm. KD's Key, got this and this guy's got that and there are a lot, I'm not a stats guy, but a lot mm. of people are and they're like, oh, they couldn't have played that bad. It's like, yes, they were putrid. <laughs> they were disgusting. They could not defend at all. And uh, But, you know, they bounced back today. They beat they a, did. A, a solid Portland team. And you're going to have those those games from time to time. But uh, the stars are still becoming a, a, a shining. You know, all those players that we talk about, they were the same ones we were talking about last I, year. I and they're, legit, they're still doing some great things. I legit think Kevin Durant could end up back in Golden State via a trade. Because mm. Golden State, you've got a key divide. You've got the veterans... Mm. who have done what they have done and have been so great, led by Steph Curry. And you've got the younger guys, led by Jordan Poole, Mm. Wiseman, who's back in the G League right now, but has barely played basketball. Mm. And that's exactly what Brooklyn need. And if you are Golden State, do you say, well, for whatever reason, we can't get this to mesh and we don't want to go out wasting Steph Curry's last Mm. two or three years and Draymond Green. So the best way to do that is, now they're going to fall off a cliff. If they Mm. were to do that and give up Jordan Poole, which can match the salary, to give up... They're not doing that. They're not giving up Jordan Poole just yet. Why? Because they understand that this run's coming to an end and he is that next generation that's coming through. And I think that he could be that good. That he's... And... and, You've got to be certain he can be... Well, they Thompson seem pretty good. certain. You see how much they're going to they paid him. Yeah, I mean, it's I thought it is a lot of money. So they seem pretty sure they'll, they'll have to make a move. You can't be this far over the uh, the luxury tax <laughs> yeah, and be outrageous. and get to the halfway point and be seventeen and twenty four. That's when they blow it up. The, the, the yeah. owners are saying while we're winning and while we have a chance to title, yeah. happy to pay, which I think last year was one hundred ninety million dollars yep. more than the cap. So they paid the and cap, which it, is over one hundred, and worth it when you are winning. Correct. Uh, but what's happened this year didn't start off well with the whole Draymond Green thing when he's gone and punched one of his teammates. And I still think there's a bit of time left that they'll be able to work things out and, and try and figure out a way to get things back on track. But it is a really it, – it's really interesting with the, yeah. with the uh, Warriors. Have they won a game on the road this year? No. Uh, I don't no, think... I think they're zipping six, and they might be like six and one at home. Yeah. So a long, long way to go. 82-game season. Plenty you, of things can happen, but geez. Mm. Do you speak to the coach ever? Obviously, I ha- close. I, the last time I spoke to Steve Kerr, the head coach was uh, at the FIBA World Cup 2019, and I saw it, and he came to Australia, so mm. I saw it then. So, but no, I don't. I have uh, not kept kept in when when I first finished, and this is back in 
99. So mm. it's a long time since I was with the Spurs. I did keep in contact with him. And when he came, when he got, first got the job, he flew to Australia to recruit, re-recruit virtually Andrew Bogut because Bogut was with the Warriors, yeah. but he was making sure. So he flew out to Australia and I caught up with him then. And now that was a, a while ago. And uh, Bogues, uh, Steve and I, we went out and had lunch and I hung out with him a bit there. But that was really the last time I spent any sort of uh, extended time with him. But he's a, an unbelievable coach and what he's been able to do. I know he's had some really good talent. There's a lot of coaches that have had really good talent that haven't been able to get Well, the, the NBA's chock a block of these super teams and teams. And they've built this from the ground up. Mm-hmm. They drafted majority, Kevin Durant, clearly not. But everyone else, they bought in through a recruiting do you reckon, system. Here's one for you. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Two-time NBA champion mm. with the Warriors, two-time MVP of a final series, and and yet still didn't believe it was his team. It was always Clay and Steph and playing along in that. Felt he needed to go and be a part of his mm. team. If he could turn back time, if I could, if I could turn back time, do you reckon he'd make a different decision? Y- yes, because he was worried and about stays- his. Legacy. He was worried about his legacy. She's crazy because he you could know have what? won two or three more. In the cash, you win five or six championships. Mm. Who cares about what people say about you in social media? You've got- You're your first ballot Hall of Famer. People worry too much about legacy. Mm. It's like, who cares? You know what's better than legacy? Mm. Winning championship after championship after championship. And, and getting, he, he mm. took less cash and here's to the- leave. He could have signed for more. And here's the thing since he's left, We've seen the continued greatness of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry was had no problems playing along Kevin Durant. At all. No problems sharing the None. limelight because he knew how great the team was. Kevin Durant leaves. He stays. He gets another ring. Uh, happy days. Extraordinary. Well, hey, you're now leaving to go to work, aren't you? I am. There you go. Hey, oh, Simon in, O'Donnell's in Simon the house. Simon O'Donnell we go. is about to provide a good couple of hours of uh, radio golf. Just it, it, one hour. Yeah, mate. just one hour. He just doesn't do one. two. Just one. Is it the Sporting Flame Scoob? Is that what it is? Oh, hey. oh national program. Hey, international. Good luck, Scoob. Phones aren't working. Got to talk. See ya. <laughs>